some creativity. creativity for the society. The Process Podcast. the process podcast episode 108 today ladies and gentlemen and zach watson we are joined yes, by the boy the beautiful the good sir sean Pladick is back in the building the for OG another episode. first <laughs> guest is back first guest miss you sean what's good you. boys i miss you boys oh i miss you man big big busy day but now we're gonna relax hell yeah so you, you had a busy work day is it because you're working from home so they're like Oh, you know, he doesn't have to drive home, so instead he can spend that time doing more work. Uh, yeah, no, no. It was, we had built up a lot of work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, mm. and then there needs to be a day where you can continue doing, say, sales work, and you can keep doing sales work all day long and keep getting new orders, just to use this as as, as an example. You can do that all day long, but there comes a point where especially when it's only a team of of three people, one of them selling, one of them also managing other stuff. And then the third one, me being a relative vegetable in terms of the whole thing and mm. overall <laughs> solid Fruit Loop status. It's overwhelming to then have to always tackle the new stuff that is coming in, but also keep updating all the old stuff. So I kind of said like, I'm going to be working from home Thursday, Friday, and I'm going to get all this stuff that we built up in the first three days of the week done. So that way it doesn't have to carry over into the next week. And like all day yesterday was prepping all that stuff and getting everything ready to go. Today, everything was approved and now was, has been sent out and has mm. been updated. And that's like the thing is stuff needs to be changed. Sometimes there's mistakes. I think I'm partially dyslexic because of the amount of number mistakes that I make. I could just be an undiagnosed dyslexic. It's totally Maybe. possible. You're, you're trying to go too fast. Yeah, that's Three a move. Numbers. I feel that. Yeah. How 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 does that? You you surely relate to that, Sean, being an employed boy. Yeah. Sometimes I. Uh, like? Just the general employment or about dyslexia. Both. Because yes. I don't I don't know anyone personally. I didn't even know you had dyslexia. So if you no, do, I, I mean I'd actually forgive no, my just, offense, but no, no, no. I just uh. I read very fast, and so I just mm. tend to skim things over. Yeah, it's no, easy I, to miss uh, stuff. It's not like me. I, I read too slow. That's I'm not bad, though. That's not bad. It's it never forever. a bad thing. I'm like, you need to be thorough with stuff. The, and that's what the, I'm learning, too, like the, in the day-to-day. The, the, <laughs> the, the main, me, me, main char- char- character? character. The process is only two words. I know it'd take me forever to read it otherwise. Yeah, otherwise, and one of them is the. Yeah, one of them is the. Exactly. I've seen that one a few times. So I got used to that I've one. I've seen that one a few times. <laughs> but uh, what, what about you, Sean? Like, what's a work week look like for you? Depends on how many projects are going on. Uh, this past week, we finished quite a big project. And so basically, every day up until Thursday was just kind of not necessarily scrambling, but like we had to get it done. So we were just like to the grindstone getting stuff done. Thankfully, what I mean, does that look like? We didn't have to pull any all-nighters. Just uh, mostly in that case because we're doing uh, like architectural model making. So just uh, a lot of detailing, a lot of finishing touches, kind mm. of putting on putting everything together, 
and just sending it out the door. <laughs> sending it out the door. Are there any gnarly blow-ups when that happens? Like it's like it's like the final week of a project and people are like starting to get stressed because it may it'll always get done, but there's Ooh. always the potential that it doesn't get done. Yeah, it happens like it, uh, the last project or sorry, the one before this one that we just finished was a very, very big project and it was super important for the company and all that. A really big client. And I think like there was probably a two week period where I stayed at least an hour or two late every day. And then the night before, like we had to send it out. I stayed till like nine thirty or some shit. Damn. Jeez. But then the the How place long is I, the bus ride to get there. Uh it's like an hour and so a little bit. Oh my god. It's not too bad. I think I think a coworker drove me home that day though, so it was all good. But Rock. it was still what a guy. The, uh, I'm assuming it's a guy, but it's kind of rude of me. The place I worked at previously, <gasps> there were a lot more projects going on at once, and so it was a lot more hectic. And I think the latest I ever stayed there was like 11. Wow. And that was wow. miserable because it was like a two-hour bus. Oh, my God. You're getting home at like 1 in the morning, and yeah. you're taking TTC stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been in the summer, I guess, right? Was that in the summer? Yep. Yeah, last summer. Ugh, in the heat and the humidity and the grossness. Gross and I'm all... Just the body Dusty odor and, and yeah. the TTC Fucking bus. paint all over me and shit too. Something about that though, where it's like you feel like you're just working hard. Yeah, it's nice. That like that grind attitude about you. More more than anything, yeah. I'm just super fortunate to be employed during this time. Still, yeah. I know that it's super mm -hmm. difficult right now to find jobs, and it's kind of been fluctuating a lot. You know, depending on the state of the province being open and whatnot. And it depends on who you ask too. Like it's in some instances, it's never been busier. Mm -hmm. And then in other instances, it'll almost never be the same again. Like it's just dead. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's a bizarre, it's yeah. really bizarre. Time. The unemployment rate has gone up to nine point something percent. <sighs> really? Which is the highest since the, <laughs> since the beginning of the summer, which is like the beginning of when it all went down the first time. Oh my God. When they shut down everything. Yeah. Yeah. When they first panicked. Yeah. So I heard on the news at dinner tonight. Have you ever thought, this is something I've thought about a little bit recently. Have you ever thought of what we would be doing now if there was no pandemic? <laughs> Dude. Or if it was just a China problem? I don't even know. I didn't mean for that to be offensive, but <laughs> if it didn't China. spread, if Sounds it like wasn't as potent and didn't, as, didn't spread as much as it did. I mean, I, I got really lucky in my scenario because I'd found my job in like February. And they were waiting for wow. me to graduate before I started there. So I mean, it would have just been. I didn't even know that. That's pretty cool. It would have just. It would have been probably mostly the same, except probably more projects and less mm -hmm. masks. But mm. much less masks. It's kind of nice less. you had that queued up, though. Yeah, I got quite fortunate. <laughs> very, very. Just a, fortunate. Bit, just a bit of like personal insurance in that a sense. Like you, you know, right out of school, you don't have to stress about looking for a job. Mm. Well, the, the great thing about that was that I just like, I had made my portfolio for that company and then didn't touch portfolio for the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, that's, nice. that's a nice thing. So I could just focus completely on thesis, completely on studio and just getting everything done. And it was mm. beautiful. That's nice. I mean, your, th your thesis, I'm still in love with your thesis personally. I appreciate that, man. Love you guys. Big, big yellow Dude. robot boy. <laughs> big just going in just mining mowing rocks. Big yellow <laughs> robot boy. Mowing rocks. Wait. B Y R B. 
Ezekiel Burb. Burb. That's the name right there. God. Burb. I love it. I love it. That was a really stupid thing I just said. I'm also like halfway through a gin and tonic and a little buzz right now. Oh, you're starting to feel it. You're starting to feel it. A little bit. Should I go get a beer then just to cap everything? Bounce it off. I mean, it's a Friday. You've had a busy day. I'd like to say I've had a busy day. But actually... Sean and I had a, had a good day with a good a few hours of the day chilling and working on stuff. Yeah, mm. you're not working today, Sean. No, we had this week off because uh, you know, there was a potential COVID hazard Ooh. in someone's family. Oh no! Just kind of sort stuff out now. Yikes! So if that person comes back, or if that case comes back to be positive, are you going to get a test just out of precaution? Most likely, I think we're kind of playing it by ear right now. Mm-hmm. At least, like our our company is so small, like yeah. <laughs> so that we'll just see, which is a good and a bad happens. thing. Yeah, it has its advantages. It has its disadvantages. What's been your favorite part about working in the last, say the last, say since the last time you were on? Because I think we had you on, and that was episode fifty. So that would have been fifty-eight episodes ago, which is a lot of days. Was it Octoberish. <laughs> Yeah. Is it October? I believe so. Um, or early November. Maybe early November. I'm trying to think. Like, yeah, I have no. I can't remember. I don't know. Um, it was before I killed my knee, so early November <laughs> before, or end of, end of October. Could, I'm gonna go on the process okay. podcast Instagram process underscore underscore podcast uh, Instagram. Um, yeah, I just plugged it again. Um, I'm gonna see if go back. Yeah, see it when should have we the date, Sean's, right? Sean's uh, beautiful. Mug. Actually, November twentieth. <laughs> November twentieth. Oh, Holy yeah! Wow. Jeez. All right, that was that was four days before I totally destroyed my. Uh... Four specifically four days. <laughs> I think. Literally specifically four days. Someone just messaged us. Was that? Who was that? It's on Discord. Oh, Steven. Steven just hopped into the Discord <laughs> chat out of nowhere. No, it's because... Oh. So, I didn't realize that, like, everyone has been invited Everyone's to the server. He gets... Whenever he posts oh. stuff or, like, listen to music, they get the notification unless they have, like, notifications turned off or I don't know if it's, like, if they're offline, they don't get it. So, oh, like, when, when, so- when me and Sean were working on stuff earlier and i posted the first like uh i I did a poster today another poster and i posted Mm. this like a little uh a little uh kind of idea of what i was going with and then out of nowhere shout out bandits chris chris goodman out of nowhere (laughs) commented he's like yo this looks clean and i'm like wait how did he know (laughs) how did you know oh wait a second so that means when we were talking with with bandits and we put the photo of the jesus dildo up that everybody would have gotten a notification. Uh, yeah, that's what that means. <laughs> it means Campbell's probably like down in Australia, like hunting can- hunting kangaroos and talking to his girlfriend's parents, and all of a sudden a Jesus dildo shows up on his screen. Yeah, which means I think um, I'm going to try and make a, another... I tried early with Sean, but it wasn't working. Make a private text channel. So when we're working mm. on stuff and we need to do that, we can just invite like what just you we- and me and whatever, but... What if we make a voice channel that's like studio? 
It's called Studio. That's what I literally named it Studio <coughs> Vibes. It was a text channel, but it was. Oh, really? I tried to make it what private, and then you can invite people in. But I invited Sean. It wasn't working for some reason. So yeah, you had to give someone like certain like administrative privileges or something to access. It's weird. But. Uh, yeah, I'll see if I can figure it out. Oh, yeah, I think you can. Yeah, think just can. in case. Just in case. So. What have uh, what have you been up to recently, Sean? Just chilling, doing doing making models and stuff. Yeah, just relaxing. Um, been starting up my portfolio, kind of regimenting myself a little bit, getting a good schedule going. I can just what is what does that look like? Because I'm a big sucker for like people with habits and routines and stuff, and I I, I just like hearing about it personally. So I, I, I always try and do life. like a little bit of designy stuff every day, whether it's just sketching or whether it's me laying stuff out for my portfolio or doing a CAD, like I've been redoing the CAD for one of our projects for studio. But I usually like, we'll get home from work, you know, have some dinner, just relax for a little bit and then spend like somewhere between one or two hours a day, just doing something related to that. Wow. Sometimes it's a little less if I'm, busy or whatever sometimes it's a little more but i I mean like i'm in the process right now of just sort of laying a lot of things out i kind of had like a first draft of my portfolio ready but i'm going back on a lot of stuff and improving it Hmm. and for me it's it's a lot of uh just updating stuff because i've i've gotten a lot more proficient with like key shot that i didn't have before when i made my first draft so I wound up doing a lot of re-rendering, adjusting some CAD, compiling everything, and just making this portfolio creation process a lot more streamlined <laughs> at a relaxed pace. I love that. I love that. I love just like when people have a system and they just do stuff. Like Zach has his his like a notebook of all these portfolio thumbnail ideas, mm-hmm. and like layouts and stuff. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, I was talking to Sean Jeez. about that last night actually. We were having a chat. Yeah. Where, wherever that is, I think it's down somewhere. Yeah. I'll so look. how how how's the portfolio going, Sean? Like, what's where's it at now? It's still pretty early, but it, it's at a kind of an early stage where it doesn't look like there's a lot done per se. But the amount of like compilation, the amount of stuff that I've done, kind of behind the image, behind the scenes, mm. it's it's coming together and. Uh, I've been doing a lot of just test layouts as well, kind of similar to what Zach is doing and just mm. trying to develop my sort of graphic sensitivity and just because I, I always felt like that was something I kind of struggled with in school was just my graphic skills were kind of weak. And so by just a having a, having an environment to just test and figure out what I like, what represents my style the best and what works has been really helpful. So, I mean, I, I'm in no rush to get it like done immediately right now, but I'm I'm like just working towards getting it done so I can get some feedback on it and stuff like that. Who are you thinking of getting feedback from? Like, say, send it to some industry people and be like, "Oi, critique me." Potentially, uh, some professors as well, former professors. Ooh, I was probably just going to post it in the Discord and see if anyone wanted to rip it apart. Fair enough. <laughs> I like that idea. It's not a bad idea. Absolutely. Cause it's like, it's tricky. Like, especially since the portfolio is such a personal thing. And then like 
to rip it apart. It's like, it feels like it's ripping apart you in a way. Cause it's like, Oh, this is my work. This is what I did. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's definitely an important thing to separate the fact that, that you can critique someone's work without critiquing the person. Yeah. It's a hard thing to do. It's what it's like. That's, that's definitely the first year mentality. And then by the time you get to fourth year, you're like, I want to be critiqued more. Yeah. You understand I want to have a good portfolio. Yeah. It's tough too. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's, especially, especially when you look on like Behance and stuff and you see everybody else's portfolio. Yeah. And everyone's and insane. It's, it's terrifying. Yeah. You know, and one of the yeah. trickier parts about it too, is like, I've got, I don't, I'm, I'm doing that thing where I'm just going to make like eight projects and then kind of insert them into the folio and just kind of customize it per company I send it to just because I mm. feel like a lot of projects I've done have really represented me in a really different way, but they've all represented something like they've all highlighted something different. We're like, mm-hmm. all right, Dylan, our spin master project really oh, showed spicy. like, really showed our conceptual thinking and our understanding of like the play patterns really well, but it wasn't necessarily like, this crazy over-engineered CAD, like super manufacturing yeah. ready sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas like my Cavestro project was a little more on that regard. And so sure. just having a wide spread of projects that, that I can customize and do different layouts for and stuff to represent different highlights. It's, it's interesting. Makes sense. Yeah. So do you, or is there is like a part of those like personal projects as well? Or is it, all school stuff right now it's all school stuff but i've been doing so much revisions and updates on them that they've gone a bit farther than what i would have been able to do in school yeah well i guess not now you got the time to expand on it if you want right yeah mm-hmm. like i'm Great still time. tweaking my thesis and stuff are you actually yeah jesus i don't ever want to open that cad file ever again <laughs> blow personally. up the laptop yeah I was an idiot and I made it all in the same file. It was just separate bodies, not even an assembly. That entire thing I did is the not an assembly. same thing, I think. Oh, for the exterior, I did the same thing. Because I half-assed that thing. Your made it a solid. Was a, was a different one? The interior was uh, an assembly. But it's also super right. simple because it was like flat, planar, like bent metal pieces with some like cushions on them, right? Yeah. So it was pretty. If I could go back and remake that cat, I would in a heartbeat in a heartbeat i wouldn't because i wouldn't if i could go back i wouldn't even have that design <laughs> so I, would, I wouldn't be making that cat i'd be i'd be making You'd somebody else way too much of it oh it'd be totally different totally you ever different. thought about that sean like changing your thesis in any way not topic wise but in terms of how it looked like Def- definitely styling i think i don't know i had such a strange project to to put it lightly that i don't really know what I would change, but I feel like I would like to modify just the styling and stuff of it. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I don't really know where I'd begin because like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's the tough thing. Uh, but I think part of it was just that there were some elements that I had designed that weren't as cohesive with everything else. And so that those are the elements that I'm working on right now. And I feel like mm. maybe once those are all changed, that it all click together a little more yeah 
and just adding a bit more detail to some of the stuff. Like I want to do some crazy ass renderings and stuff. Ooh, hell yeah. Some big gnarly renderings. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, like what else, what else is there? Like say it within the context of a personal project. Cause this is something, this is something that Zach and I are just get super hard on is the whole personal projects thing. Mm. But like, I love the idea of just doing, doing something that we would have done in school just on our own time, but like doing that and being confident in the decisions that you make is hard. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's, I, it's I found that the thing that was really difficult because I was for a little bit, I was pursuing an old thesis topic that I had was something I was mm-hmm. super interested in. Uh, but uh, I found like I had some research. I had actually like talked to a couple people, done some interviews, really tried to get fully into it and approached it the same way. I would have done thesis, but I just found that without any sort of advisor or anything, it was really, it's really hard for me to say like, yeah, yeah, this is good. Yeah. It's hard for me to come to those conclusions and it's, I'd still like to pursue something for my portfolio, at least just for the sake of showing that I can do like have that dedication and that confidence to just make the decisions how I see fit. But if I was doing a personal project for a portfolio for that sort of setting, it would probably be something smaller. Mm. Like a shoe? Yeah. Ever do any shoe projects? Not recently. Anymore anyway? No. No. But I was thinking of doing mm. like some furniture designy thing. Ooh. Just because that's something I could like I feel like I'm super interested in and I could pursue. Yeah. I totally agree. 100%. I'm picturing some gnarly chair renders or something. Something like this. <laughs> Better be the gnarliest of chair renderings ever. Oh, I got and you, we still have to put. We still have to put chroma together. We still have to put the acrylic chair together. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's do, a little, let's do a little brainstorm here. What do you think? So remember when we made the shoulders or like the shoulders for the dowels? Yep. The smallest hole was three-eighths or something like that. Bigger than that, I think. Um, uh, was, it, was it three eighths? Pretty sure it was three wait, eighths. Wait, was it the five whole, eighths? The hole for like the the cord or for the actual smaller dowel? For the smaller for the smaller, dowel. for the smaller dowel. I thought that was quarter inch. Okay, could so be say, quarter. We'll say for the sake of example, we'll say quarter inch. I just killed the microphone. Say quarter inch, and then the dowel was like a one and an eighth or something like that, right? Or one or one inch. Or just say actually, inch, it might have been one inch because then it was. Three quarter shoulder. Shoulder. Right now, the hole, the hole in the side of the acrylic chair, is one inch. Which I kind of just jumped the gun on it and did it anyway. Oh, easy work. We can we can work around it. We can brainstorm around it. Yeah. So, what's your idea? And for the sake of this brainstorm session the procurement of materials and the cost of materials is not an issue just to point that out i mean we're not going to do anything out of titanium but were you going to do the uh, like they were going to still be wooden dowels right well we have an acrylic chair because when we were thinking Hmm. the other day and then we were like we got to get the boys on the other half chroma and have a brainstorm sesh when we figure out what we actually want to make it out of the, uh, my mind obviously went to because I'm crazy and I'm way too optimistic sometimes. I thought solid, just all acrylic mm-hmm. would be pretty rad. 
And if you had one inch acrylic rod, and then you did this, we did the same thing. Instead of drilling into the acrylic, we would get like one inch acrylic rod and then whatever one inch inside diameter acrylic tube and slide oh, it over true. instead of having to cut into acrylic because then you'd you would probably end up risking like cracking the acrylic or making it look messy on the inside yeah. so you just sleeve it right and then you just choose whatever wall thickness you want on that tube which gives you whatever shoulder i think acrylic acrylic like that it'd be cool because then the whole thing would be acrylic yeah. and look i think it would hold up and be strong enough but because you don't have to have the we don't have the weak point of like a smaller dowel fitting into a bigger dowel and having that like snap risk. It's just like yeah. a tube, a sleeve that goes over the whole thing. You know, I, I, I would like to think acrylic would work for that, but yeah, then I think so because you were it's, suggesting it's, it's distributed, right? Right. Exactly. Right. Like I, I think I'd like to think that we kind of nailed the weight distribution of the mm-hmm. chair. Like it kind of spreads out nicely with the, with the string and everything and then but then you had a, a suggestion which i also kind of like doing like aluminum as the rod and then a mm. acrylic sleeve over that because mm-hmm. to, to, then that would for sure be strong enough yeah and also it it wouldn't be totally clear but it would be kind of cool because you'd have like this aluminum you got like the clear and rod coming through metal and it's got a nice aesthetic to it but yeah sean what do you think this is this is the brainstorm yeah i guess like i i like the idea with the acrylic sleeve with the acrylic tube that could be cool because you could basically just solvent all that together too mm-hmm. and yeah. then it would help out a little bit with like cracking and stuff i guess like <laughs> the thing that i'm worried about is like the actual holes where the paracord go through yeah i'm wondering if those are going to be strong enough <laughs> or if it'll like crack oh, because i guess like the acrylic has less or has a lot more give than like the wood did how yeah. thick is the acrylic that you used uh 10 mil okay yeah 10 mil acrylic i mean honestly it might be worth to just like because <laughs> you guys have the chairs there just to like put a run a piece of paracord through it and just like pull on it really hard and see if the tension yeah. like cracks the between the two holes first yeah. of all <laughs> and then yeah i think maybe, it would take a lot of tension though i would think i, I probably would, would think but... too i wonder if like when we did the chairs we we tightened them up pretty damn tight because we were like well yeah. we don't know if like after five people sitting it, if it's going to start loosening off or we want it nice and tight for the mm-hmm. show right but there's n- there's nothing like as long as it's not sagging like we, w- we might yeah. not have to go as as tight i don't know because I don't think this will ultimately be like a a thing that we keep in in our house or whatever that people sit in all the time. Mm-hmm. Unless it proves to be a lot stronger than we think. Yeah. Yeah. Decoration. I think it's or more like, or less it's, like it's an like appearance. And, yeah. yeah. And then like an exploration of material too. And that, that I think looks good in a portfolio to show that you go to that length to explore yeah. a concept. Let me try well, and sell something, something else you could do. I think like if you wanted to just save on materials a bit, you could just get the one inch diameter acrylic rod and mm-hmm. just cut like a triangle of acrylic and basically butt it up against the bottom and the side of the chair and like the frame, I mean, mm-hmm. and just create kind of a like support for it. 
so oh, that the, the dowels wouldn't have really have any, or mm-hmm. so not the dowel, sorry, the the rod wouldn't have any chance of like having like a pressure crack from that. Mm-hmm. It would yeah, be also, held up. Ooh, that is true. Man, because then there's there's so many things we could do. Because because <laughs> then when you and I were talking to him, we're like, imagine, like. I think we had the same vision of like getting gnarly photos for this thing oh, and having dude, it in like an the, empty get the like photos. warehouse with some like I mean the dream would be like LED tubes in the background and it's just illuminated and then Seb was like yo I kind of work at a lighting company I can get like get oh, the strip oh LED God. and he's we do these really thin LED tape and it's like you could run that along the bottom of the acrylic and it would light up the whole chair because like we tested, same thing with glass. If you shine a light along the edge, it illuminates yeah. the whole panel. Mm-hmm. And it looks super rad. Do we have to pay for that acrylic or that LED Well, tape? I don't know. We would have to We'd have to see <laughs> if you could hook us up with a deal or something. Seb has the job. Seb can buy it. I think. No, that's not fair to him. Well, if there is a cost, well, then we'll cover the cost. Yeah. But either, either way, if we didn't have to do that and we had to like buy some LED strip or something like just enough to put underneath like you wouldn't sit on it or else you'd crush it but you'd i think you would hold enough for the weight of the chair just to get some pictures (laughs) you could probably put a person on it i would think maybe it might might crack the leds well yeah man the sketch model that we made for the chair was made out of shit plywood like garbage garbage (laughs) tier plywood (laughs) <laughs> and i think we didn't have a shoulder at the time we just had like the full one inch dowels right yeah yeah with some really loosely applied wood glue yeah like <laughs> completely like nonsense on the outside and, and, and we <laughs> all and all four of us sat on it and it didn't break this not even true. close yeah like, this is true yeah so i, I think it would be good i think it'll be fine i think so but if anything so. just add like a little like rib to the bottom of it just to support it yeah or like I, this zach's idea is pretty sick just having sleeve over with another piece of acrylic because like the way the light will interact with it and stuff that it's gonna look Ooh, red yeah yeah it would look that was like the idea if it could be if it could be like complete acrylic that would just look i think the oh, coolest yeah. but it's just whether or not be strong shoot, enough you can shoot it from the side and there would almost be you would almost just it'd be almost fully transparent mm-hmm it would yeah. be fully transparent. You just get the little light of the uh, exactly. The color and of the, I, the I think, like you imagine, like one inch diameter acrylic rod. That's like what was it like? Roughly twenty two inches wide or longer, I should say, somewhere so around there. Twenty inches, two and three quarters, somewhere around yeah. there. Like that's a pretty. That's gonna have some weight to it itself. Like I think that would be strong enough. Like where where the wood is though, the wood. Mm gives a bit before it splinters and breaks right because it's like organic whereas the acrylic like i think would probably have a higher strength resistance but it would crack instead of splintering or 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 bending right it just cracks because it was five ply wood is like plywood as well there was five plies to it yeah that was another thing but like that had some give to it before it like snaps right whereas the acrylic Mm. i think it might be stronger in some break. ways but it just breaks yeah it doesn't give it just goes yeah. <laughs> when, when the when the rod is that like when there's so much mass of it though it may like warp or bend easier and so it may get That's to that point. point where it can crack easier maybe this is true 
but I don't know. I like get... it's. I I need to see the chair like full scale again. <laughs> yeah, it always it always just seems way way larger in my mind. Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, I've got it. I currently have it suspended off of two. Um, what are they called? Hooks, I guess. Mm. They're hooks with a bit of bungee wire on them <laughs> nice. from the ceiling from the ceiling of our shed. So it's got a hook on the front and then a hook on the back and then one in the middle just to stabilize it. And it's uh, it's a bit weird. It kind of looks like a carcass that's been hung up in like a meat locker <laughs> to drain the blood out of a out of a corpse or something. Yeah, I got mine in the other side of the basement right now. It's working. It's its job is a table for my 3D printer. <laughs> I'm impressed that that doesn't pose issues with the printer though, because I find when mine, like when my FDM printer is going, it vibrates. And it almost fell off of a table one time because it was vibrating so much. It doesn't, mine doesn't, if it's really going, like doing some fast honeycomb infill or something, you can see the chair start to wiggle a little bit. Honeycomb, dude, t-shirt idea, t-shirt idea. You you know how when you're slicing, this is big brain moment right here. You know when you're slicing something in in a slicer program? And did you just hear that whistle through my teeth there? A little bit, yeah. It was a bit weird bit weird um and it's like select your infill type and it goes like uh says whatever the infill type is i can imagine a t-shirt where the entire t-shirt or maybe just maybe just a little pattern on on the on the chest like right below the nip area just has like a vector layout of whatever that infill is and above it in futura or helvetica just to keep zach satiated yes it says like in this, in the case of honeycomb infill, it just says honeycomb infill, and then has the honeycomb pattern on it. Black T-shirt, white text, and then a little BDC tag down at the bottom. Oh yeah, what is like Here's just another idea brain. too, just even more cheeky and weird. If it literally is like, Ooh. it looks like a drop-down menu from a program, and it says, <laughs> it says human infill, and then the drop-down is honeycomb. <laughs> And then it's like a cut, a cut of a, a cutaway of what just fell on your camera. Was those spiders doing uh, a Spider-Man things or? No, it's a little, it's a little fluff, a little fluff, little fluff, little hair thing. It's not yeah. even my hair. It's no one in this house's hair. Freaky. It's like one of those dust hairs. Ew, uh, gross. Ew. You know, like it's pretty gnarly. I mean, we don't. Yeah, it's weird. Fair enough. You, you, you know, know what's what I mean? gonna happen with that acrylic chair, though, right? You know what's gonna happen. We're yeah, gonna what? set it up, and there's gonna we're gonna take off the pre mask on it, and there's gonna just be a giant fucking scratch on it. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was concerned about that as well, but it has been leaning against the wall in my room for the last three months, and nothing has touched. <laughs> Man, it. that shit comes out of nowhere, though. It yeah. does. It does. The, like when when we're making stuff like at work, we have the glass, like the acrylic, but like where the glass, like the vision glass, is supposed to be. And I swear to God, like we'll look away for five minutes and then we look back and we're like, okay, explain. <laughs> America, explain. How yeah, the we fuck would have to, like, where did you come from? <laughs> we, would, we would have to wrap the whole thing every time we move it a little bit. <laughs> so just wrap towels. the whole thing in a blanket. Yeah, or just a giant blanket. So just wrap the whole thing in, in bubble wrap or something. <laughs> Honestly, we might have to. What color? Here's it's the thing, Sean. Idea. What color yeah, yeah, yeah. string were you thinking? If, if 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 imagine we did all acrylic acrylic tube or um acrylic sleeve over acrylic rod full acrylic what color 
wait, or wait, colors. Wait. Before you before you say that, I'm gonna count down from three and we'll all say the color that we have in our mind. And then we can let Sean explain. Sorry, well, all three okay. of us are gonna say it at the same time, go. apparently. Right. Yeah, so I'll count down from three again. We'll do like a three, two, one, and then I'll say three, two, one, and then we say the color. Okay, sure. And then then you can do I just I just I'm just curious just to see how this works. Ready? Three, two, one. Green, white. black, and white. Black and white. I said green. I, green I like. <laughs> I, I don't know. Dude, I, I like for some reason, I just been super into the neon esque sort of vibe, and I think the green would look pretty cool because I think what might happen is like when the light shines through the edges of everything, it's gonna maybe take a little bit of the color with it. Oh, I it might. I don't know. It it probably depend on the direction of the light and where the camera is and such. But I don't know. For some reason, having some sort of tint to it would be nice. Are we talking like a like a highlighter green, like what's on Zach's wall there? <laughs> um, Sticky notes, mind map hmm. action. Maybe a little lighter. Ooh, a little lighter. But I don't. I, 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 that's going to be dependent on what we can find. This is true. This is true. When I said black and white, I was saying black and white or like red and blue. Like, you know, sometimes you get the one where they're weaved together. Oh, true. Um, Yeah. Okay. Just, I think when I was just finding that to Dylan way back when, when I first had the idea, it was like, well, if the whole chair is acrylic, it's visually pretty light and simple. There isn't Mm. a whole lot going on. And so... Whereas when we had wood, you had like the the texture and the wood grain um, and like all those little things and and then like the plies of the wood. So then when we all the details there and then the string was just one color. So it would kind of take like balance it out. Right. So I thought, well, if there's if it's very simple and minimal and clear, what if then you put the detail in the string and you have like a like a multicolor or something? Mm-hmm. but I also like the I, neon I like idea now I think about it. Well, I guess the thing that I, the reason that I came to that conclusion was that with the chair being completely clear, if this, in my opinion, at least if the rope was all white, it might be kind of hard to like, I don't know if I, mm-hmm. if it were green or had some sort of color to it, like a little splash of color, then it's really obvious <laughs> where the seat part yeah. is. This is true. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I didn't. I did not consider. Dude, that. I am thinking of like I'm picturing us in like a empty warehouse, like old factory, taking photos of this, which is like concrete and everything and brick, and then there's like like LED tubes in the background. And you get some real sick like close ups, yeah. like same kind of angles we took when we did the um in uh, Guelph Humber, like the up close where we had the. The pot, the pot lights in the floor shining through yeah and you get like the camera angle like looking down the string you imagine like clear and then you have neon green being lit up with the light because actually yeah if you put oh. LED, if you put like white leds underneath it would light up the whole chair and then because the inside of the holes where the the string would go through that would be like it would look like it's frosted right on the inside because it's like an edge yeah, yeah. true it's got a bit of a matte. So that's where that when you shine a light through like acrylic glass, that those are the edge areas are what shine the the highest, right? The brightest. Yes. Yes. So I wonder if you had a light colored paracord, if mm-hmm. some of the light would help 
kind of illuminate the the string a little bit totally for sure and then like sure. sean said it might if you have like a bright green or something it might kind of like share a bit of that i don't know dude there's a lot I of think you're there. something i'm gonna go grab a beer while while we're on this discussion how's your uh gin and tonic doing there it's almost done actually did you crack a beer sean i thought i heard mm. you crack a beer mm. he did crack it's a beer almost done as well you would belgian moon baby of course <laughs> Oh, you know me. You know me. What else? All right, I'm gonna go get one. I heard Stella the crack. That is, that's the sound of a of a Belgian moon cracking. <laughs> I know that crack. I'll be right back, folks. Yeah. Yeah. No. Imagine that, Sean. Like acrylic with like a like a neon green or something. So that's what I'm thinking, man. I think it would look sick. But you know, what we should do I... is we should just get like a sample pack or something. Yeah. Just we have like, to see what we can find, like what interesting, like, because I don't know if they actually do, because the reason why, or how I came up with the idea of the weave was like, because of my love for Death Stranding. <laughs> yeah. In the game, your character has like the, the strand tool, which is literally just a piece of paracord, and you use it for like, tying up people, I guess. Like stealth attack shit. But mm -hmm. in the game, it's like a red and a blue weaved paracord so it kind of adds this like cool pattern to it so I was it's like, such a tight cool, weave but... though like yeah it's, it's I a don't really know. tight weave so it doesn't at least from the ones i'm seeing doesn't show as well yeah i guess it'd make more sense if it was like more of a rope than a paracord but because i've seen i'm seeing some online where it's like a close-up and it looks pretty cool but we would never be like <laughs> looking that, that close. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to have like your eyeball touching it to see. I mean, yeah. There's some I mean, cool ones I'm seeing though that have like, there's this one that's like black, but it has like white reflective speckle in it, oh, which is really, really cool. Huh? So it's mostly black with a little bit of white speckle. Yeah. Which would be cool. Huh. Cause light, that would, would, that be cool. would be nice. I'm going to favor that. Is it reflective white? You mad, dude? Oh, imagine if it was glow in the dark. <laughs> glow in the dark paracord is that a thing? Because even in the when the light, it would have this cool like muted green color. Mm -hmm. And then Dylan, we just had a, a brainwave because so Ooh, Sean's like looking up waves. some paracord right now, and he found a Ooh. a black with white speckle. Oh, white paracord. reflective speckle in it. So oh imagine God. it'd be like starry Whoa. night. And then I just thought, what if it was like, could he get glow in the dark? That's literally what I was just going to say. Because, Let me search it up. Because like in the light, you would have like a muted green, like the glow in the dark green color, muted green, white color. Oh, big crack. Nice Stella crack right there. And then in, obviously in the dark, it would light up. So you'd have this like oh light up, dude. You know how it comes through the hole and weaves uh, around. Well, dude, if it would in, glow. It would glow, but it would help the acrylic glow a little bit. I think, fellas. I just put something 100%. in the Discord. Oh my right. god, is it glow in the dark paracord? I think we found the uh, the solution to the our end, problem. The solution. Oh my gosh. Oh See, my god. Challenge. Here's I'm gonna play devil's advocate. Here's the challenge. Oh. This only lists hundred foot. Hundred foot. Hundred unfortunately yeah. but it has the white and the green it's a big cuck move on amazon's yeah, part cucked, man. <sighs> luminous man that would be 
is the luminous one the the true girl in the dark would be the last one right like the muted green white kind of milk color not milk that'd be bad milk but bone <laughs> it reminds me of the uh those yeezys that came out two years ago the piss green Yellow. ones <laughs> were they green Sorry, what I were think they, they called were um what was the actual <laughs> name for those ones they look like the mcdonald's like... burger wrappers oh the junior chicken ones yeah yeah, junior chicken ones. <laughs> junior chicken Yeezys. I wonder, like, um, uh, probably not just some random brand. I think all these colors glow in the dark, personally. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They're luminous, but I, I think the true glow in the dark would be like the last one, right? But like the others are like luminous. I almost would say well. the white one. The white or would be cool, one. too. And I'm saying, like, yeah. I said to Zach, we should get, like, we should see if we can track down just like a sample pack. Well, that's what I just like contact a supplier or something. That's what I was just thinking. Like, I wonder if we could find a a supplier where not only could we get a sample, but then you're not restricted by length. You could say, "Well, I want we need this much." You got a point there. And even if they say, "Well, we don't do three hundred and thirty-seven point five feet," sorry, but it's like, okay, but you do five hundred or something instead of like I feel like. I mean, we don't need the thousand like we took when we got both. It sucks because I think need, we need we more need than five hundred, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was the chair seven fifty? Yeah, the chair. Yeah. No. I'm pretty sure. No, because we did the sketch model and one of the finals, so that wouldn't make sense. The sketch but model. We didn't was, get uh... all the way through the final one. We had to like epoxy two strands of rope together. Which and we like we, also didn't, we also didn't. We also didn't. We didn't do the full sketch model. Like we didn't do the back of the sketch model. That's true. As well too. Yeah. See, I just so. for some reason I we remember being. We can do being, the math on it. We can. I was do gonna the say for some it. reason I remember the chaise lounge being like seven hundred something feet. That's because we didn't. We had no fuck ups with that one. We just so, did it. Yeah. Huh. I was like shit through a goose. That okay, well either cool. way then, but but on Amazon it'd be cool if we could find out like a a supplier because I feel like on Amazon you're you're limited maybe yeah. when you're looking for that you're quantity who's selling on amazon too right because otherwise you have to buy like seven or like eight of those packs and try and attach them nicely without yeah and that's breaking or anything like that yeah already what, that's what like do we have to do we have to like quality. burn yeah we need to burn them together or something right didn't we yeah mm-hmm. like we and like, like already a compromise on the quality that we just don't want to have to do yeah. yeah, we somehow finessed that together without being an obvious because we had to plan it, right? It happened on the back, luckily, so we didn't really notice it. Yeah. I love the idea. We can definitely look into uh check out some suppliers though and see. Mm-hmm. Can we get a see thousand foot glow in the dark luminous yeah. paracord? Oh man. You may pay more money doing it through a supplier, but you also may not. You may, you may be not, because like, well, if you're buying like a thousand, a thousand foot. feet, like give me a discount. Yeah. Yeah. You know? You don't know. Dude, I, I think the that luminous idea would be the way to go. You imagine like either classical in the dark or like Sean said, luminous like tennis ball, you know, green, oh, yellow. I love that. I love that or idea. like you imagine like, you know, like the safety. Um, actually, they make you feel like construction work stuff. The, the bright orange, red. Oh, oh, like the hive you is. got me. You the got hive me. is orange because yeah. mm-hmm. they get paracord and spray paint in that color, right? For like construction use. Mm-hmm. That color too. That could be fuck you're good i think that would be i have my moments man i had i have my moments i mean i'm seeing other stuff like on etsy as well like thousand foot glow in the dark paracord really yeah but i don't know someone making their own string just weaving it but i don't know how like 
how reliable that I'm, is. I'm confused. <laughs> like, yeah, so what that's the not, fuck it's it not is. something you should see on Etsy. Because I would imagine, like, for Paracord, because, like, uh, the use of it or something. Well, it depends if it's called Paracord or not. I feel like Paracord, like, it doesn't have to be rated for a certain amount of strength. Yeah, depending right? on the type of stuff. Like, most of the stuff I've yeah. seen is 550 pounds. Yeah, like, yeah. it's rated to a certain. Yeah, this is. Weight, I'm going right? to favorite this one as well because it's. 550 pound, 1,000 feet, neon green, clone dark, I think. Wouldn't it be funny if they're just buying it off of Amazon and then reselling it through Etsy? I mean, honestly, that's a cuck move. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's illegal, but yeah, I'd imagine people would try that. What would that be violating if to make that? You know, like when companies say like, uh, like not not, uh, available for resale. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's true. Uh, that's I, why I would my imagine. dreams is becoming a millionaire as a kid never worked out because i would always had the idea of just buying something and then selling it why to someone else for a higher price why haven't anyone thought of this before oh no they have but they're in jail <laughs> Yikes. just like that's that's your whole like you know covid like startup business is you buy bulk off of amazon yeah. for paracord then you have a machine in your garage that just re-spools it onto like etsy like homemade wooden spools or something and then you just resell it for like three times the price you could probably just make bank off of homemade wooden spools <laughs> everyone needs a spool for something those. dude everyone needs cable management even if it was small versions and you could wind mm. it or something or like speaking of cable management sean have you seen what artifox has done recently yes did they steal Come your on. idea no, oh, but no. it's fucking rad. That's beautiful. Yes. It's so nice. I always get so happy oh. when I see, like, or I get a notification that they posted. Same. On Instagram. It's stunning. I don't they're, follow They're doing stuff too. with acrylic, too. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. I'm telling stuff. you, man, like, like acrylic and, like, kind of similar thing in graphics with the whole frosted glass, like, UI, UX thing, where it's super popular. Mm-hmm. It's that and, like, acrylic and, like, furniture and products. Huge. A lot of the acrylic that they're doing has like a, it's not sandblasted, but it has it has a frosted acrylic. It's, look it's like to translucent it. instead of transparent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's beautiful because it looks nice. It it looks mm. like expensive. Mm. It's easy, like they, it's easy to work with, right? Real primo aspect to it too. Even real it's, primo. It's weird. It's like I cannot see through this thing. Yeah. Therefore, it is more expensive. Well, it's like one of those things that like. Um, like the whole privacy wall thing. I think I saw something the other day and it was some startup trying to use like plastic for like the whole COVID thing. And it was like privacy wall, like blocking it off. And it was like solid yeah. and stuff. It was either solid or it was like completely clear. And I was saying to my parents, I was like, either one is like not what you want. I was like, especially clear. It's like, if you want privacy, but you don't want to feel claustrophobic, get like frosted glass or something. Cause you still see shapes yeah. be through it. So you mm. don't feel closed off. You still get light through, but it's, you can't really see details, so it's a privacy, right? It's got to be 10 it's times big. better than a shower curtain for sure. 100%. It might just be, a little, you know? I'm sure, frosted acrylic, or unless there's like a process to do that's probably more expensive, but you still. can get like spray stuff. Oh, that like, like spray. Yeah. I don't know how well that works, obviously. I can't imagine it works great. Yeah. Could be better. Maybe. Than I don't know. It depends on whatever process they do to make it in mm, the first place. You got a point there. It's so clean, though, because they have like a they do at least with artifacts they have like it's acrylic but it's black and it's frosted and it's there's smoke 
frost Frost series or whatever acrylic it's super super gorgeous wait they have like a plant right now dude zach you have to you will love it hold on i'm posting something in as well this is this is like a planter that they did super gorgeous with the same kind of frosted like black texture to it it looks amazing (laughs) super gorgeous let's break this down like why does that look nice you know why it's so unintrusive super minimal very very stylish true it has that like what slit in the what bottom do you think? which i'm assuming is is like a add-on for their desk or something like to fit over the rail or something shoot yeah i see that here. i'm gonna follow them right now because curious I as to what that's for i love is this a a live design critique we're talking about why we like yeah. it i love oh, it it's a live gushing over the design Wait, so that is that is oh. black frosted acrylic yeah Ma- yeah i don't maybe frost isn't the right word but it's like translucent textured sort of thing satin i can finish. i can imagine how it feels when i w- when i run my hand over it mm. you know for it's some reason like, you know, um, sorry go ahead john for some reason it not being clear just makes it look so much more premium mm-hmm. it's weird how that works isn't it well i think like it adds detail and when you have detail and stuff it makes it look more fancy yeah but the detail is just that it's it's not totally clear so it doesn't look like plastic or something so it doesn't look cheap but it's also lets a little bit of like a plant or whatever's inside through which adds detail and that looks a lot more primo than it really is kind of thing right this is true i would imagine like you know when like sometimes maybe you're at like a bar or something even though i've kind of forgot what outside life is like but you know you have a really frosted glass yeah that texture right except it like you know where it's it's like a satin finish it's not quite or maybe even a matte finish yeah i could feel it though no i get what you're saying i'm gonna quick time run to the bathroom boys okay okay really gin tonics running for me they do have the uh like just the regular like clear with the white mist sort of acrylic too which looks really nice as well i like the paper tray yes i love it paper tray and and i like how they've called it smoke you know it's not black yeah it's not it's not frosted space gray Mm. it's not frosted black it's smoke but it's also very appropriate because that literally it is what it is it looks like it yeah just all that stuff would look so clean on like the the black oak desk that they have too oh my god i know i know it'd be so clean i'm curious curious how what's your at home work setup you know like this is this is another thing that gets me that gets me off is like people's personal setups like in in your room in your desk where you do your design work what does that space look like so i've got like a glass desk but it has like it's hard to explain but it has like two levels there's like the one level where i have like my keyboard my mouse where i'd have my Mm -hmm. sketchbook or whatever and then above it is where i have like my monitor that's where I'll keep like all my little stuff, mm-hmm. like any drawing materials or calipers or whatever. And then you got calipers on the desk at the ready. Look at you go. Oh, hell yeah, man. You gotta, you gotta be oh, strapped. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, nothing super fancy. Just, no. you know, keep decluttered. Nothing too crazy about it. 
That was going to be my next question. Are you a typically clean person with your desk? Eh, eh. Occasionally some empties. (laughs) Some empties got there. Fair enough. That's totally respectable, though. It's totally allowed. The problem is, like, my room is really small, so I don't have a lot of leeway. I'm just making do. Mm. Like, not too far away from me is, like, my dresser, which is a really big dresser. And that's where I keep a lot of, like, like that's where my 3D printer is. And a lot of that, those oh, supplies. Yeah, you bought a 3D printer. Yeah. What what compelled you to buy a printer? I've wanted one for a while. Like, basically, right after I graduated, I was like, I really want one. Just mm-hmm. to, it's really been helpful, motivating me to just do my own little things here and there, my own little projects, my own stuff, just designing stuff and printing stuff to help me organize my space a bit better just general model making projects and stuff like that but i got super lucky because there was a i think it was black friday there was like a flash deal for an ender 3 mm. where it was like under 200 bucks you oh you have the ender 3 yeah so oh. i got an ender 3 plus a roll of filament for like under 200 bucks like just under what? yeah it's a sick deal it was a, it was a steal i'm because i'm looking at getting the ender 3 max like mm-hmm today considering (laughs) purchasing it give me your honest review because you're not being paid by ender no no this is this is not a sponsorship i mean overall what's 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 your thoughts on it what's your thoughts on it i mean overall overall it's pretty pretty stellar i think as like it doesn't set out to do it doesn't promise anything that it doesn't fulfill like it works well the print quality is surprisingly great for a, a printer that I got so cheap. Um, the interface is nice. It's really easy to operate. The only thing that's like, mm. like leveling the bed is really annoying. So I know like oh, I, I do the technique where like you put the piece of paper under the nozzle, but I find that sometimes even that isn't perfect. Ooh. And so I, yeah, but that's what I gotta do the assembly instructions that came with it were like really shit to be honest (laughs) no not even that just so small everything was so small and it's asking me to like put these certain beams together and i can't fucking tell which one oh god but like so then i watched a youtube video and put it together in like eight minutes (laughs) like it was so easy but it was just the instructions weren't very good yikes it's been interesting Would would you recommend it for the price point that it's at though if someone like, especially for say a student who's c- currently in school and like wants to make stuff, but also use that to support making models for their projects where they don't have to spend money and outsource it, would you recommend it? I think the size of this printer is perfect for it, so I totally would. Hmm. So I, What's your print bed? I think what are you it's rocking? 220 by what 220 are you? by 250 or something. I can't remember specifically, Whoa. but it's like Whoa. reasonably reasonably large have you ever tried elk no that was my that was my joe rogan impression what? i'm sorry i don't know where fucking scoozy never tried elk i killed this elk i killed this elk once and i've been like feeding it to my family i've been giving it to all my friends and my family you know people just <laughs> they come to me they're like man do you have any elk and i'm like yeah i have elk let me provide you with some elk here what the fuck? I did ayahuasca once and I like translated planes. I was like, 
dancing with Duncan Trussell in the middle of the universe. Like I said, translated instead of transcended. <laughs> yeah, I should have said transcended. <laughs> it's just a little bit of beer. I'm, I haven't even I had a full... I've, gone. I haven't even had half of the beer and I'm gone. It's plastered. Translated planes. I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> For Translation. Lost. I still I can't believe you haven't watched Midnight Gospel Dude, yet. Okay. okay, Sean, have you seen Midnight Gospel? No. <laughs> Okay, Zach's been on me to watch this for well, because you're obsessed with Duncan Trussell. You love Duncan Jesus Christ, Duncan Trussell. Duncan Trussell is my spirit. It's a good spirit animal. Uh, It is indeed. I think you'd absolutely love the show, and it's only like maybe six episodes, maybe six, eight episodes. I think it's like six, and they're not that long. You could binge. I watched. I found a clip. A clip came to me on YouTube today as I was working. I was listening. I was listening to. Oh, Sean, you're going to get wet over this. Do I want to know three layers, three layers of this song? Do I want to know by the Arctic Monkeys? Three layers. It's like seven minutes and 27 seconds of auditory bliss, first off. That is, however, if you like the Arctic Monkeys, and if you don't, then you're just wrong. Of course, of course. I was listening to that, and the, the thing that came up next was a video titled um just cry and i recognized the artwork for it and it was from midnight gospel because i had seen the character before so i was like all right fair mm, enough. right i'll watch this like two minute clip and i can you can tell that it's using the podcast audio to produce this video show but i watched it and i was like oh my god you need was, to watch a show man dude i was actually moved to tears by what was being said i won't spoil anything if in case anyone wants to watch it but mm. It was a podcast with his mom, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. Like, there's I'm, an episode I'm, where he, it's him and his mom. Yeah, I'm like, I'm a person. I have a mom. I love my mom. <laughs> and like within the context of what was being said in this episode, I was like, Jesus, that's scary. I, you ever think about death, Death, Sean? God, he's Sorry, really not he's a, now. Jesus, he's gone. <laughs> not, not, a, not super often. It's, it's, sometimes it's like a shower thought for me like just from what i ponder of hmm. what may happen or like how things could end what do you but I'm i don't curious. i do don't really happens i don't know i really don't i've had like my my uh, my theories are just like i i wonder if <laughs> how can we even perceive death hmm. that's more so what i worry or not worry that's more so what i verbally debate myself about it's like how do we possibly perceive <laughs> death hmm. when we're dead you can tell it's a friday episode yeah, no, you, <laughs> you really can we were just talking really about why we think this product from artifox is like good great design and then now it's like how, how do you think we can perceive death it does remind me of something a quick video clip i saw i have to find it sent it to you guys mm-hmm. it is i think this video it might have just been titled this hits different or something like that and it was a short clip of say you're on the moon or in the mm-hmm. space station or probably further away, maybe the moon, if not further, in space, and you're watching Kepler the Earth 24B. blow up. Hell like yeah. an asteroid hit it, wow. and it's the end of the world. And the music they, they're playing to this clip is The Great Gig in the Sky. I love that song. And it, I, I, I've watched it. I was like, this song. is like, that gave me... Fucking goosebumps. I was like, dude, this is insane. Yeah. 
I can imagine that's what would play. I'm gonna with uh, at the end of the world. Yeah. You know, there's like air raid sirens. Instead of air, instead of that, that whale, that whale gives me chills, man. That, that whale scares me. I, I think about like what would happen if they play great gig in the sky through those things. And it just echoes. It echoes through like a, a looming landscape with just imminent death upon just it. Just imagine being at a concert back when that was like freshly out. And there so that was off of life. that was off of uh what's it called? Uh, not brain damage. Brain damage was a song on that album. What is the name of the album that that's off that's of? A good question. I should know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna feel very gonna embarrassed. Piss me right off. My dad. I've thought about me. death that I want to bring up, but he would he would slap me if I didn't know this. Dude, what is the name? Dark side of, of the moon. Obviously, dark side How of the moon. Thank not... you. Come on. Uh, that's annoying that we didn't know that. <laughs> It's that's really bad. <laughs> that's really annoying. But yeah, my thought about death, I was thinking the other day, literally, no, last night, actually, as I'm falling asleep, is we, we, lost, we lost a family member over the summer. And it was a family member that, that I never had a super close relationship with. Mm. It was never like, I think over my lifetime, over my 23 years on this planet, I had seen him on four separate occasions like four separate family vacations over the course of 23 years not that he didn't mean a lot to me because he does and he still he still does and he did but it was it was a lot different than say losing a close grandparent or losing a parent as as an example right and i was thinking about this because he he passed from cancer which is terrible and it's disgusting and cancer should not exist but we can't do anything about we the only thing we can do is is research and hope to fight for a cure Anyways, I'm ranting a little bit. I was thinking, like he's he's not here anymore. There will never be another. This is this is what really got me. There will never be another point in the foreseeable future of this existence where he will not speak, he will not move, he will not do anything because he has passed away. But where does that go? Yeah, like how do you perceive that? Exactly. That's how do you comprehend scary that? Part. <laughs> like to That's comprehend that a human being will never speak to you, you will never see them or never like hear them. They'll never like give you a hug or give you a high five ever again. They're just going to lie still for mm. quite literally the rest of time. That kind of freaked me out. But how do you perceive that like when you're on the other side of it though? When you're the one who's on on your deathbed when like how does it does it just stop but how do you understand that it's just stopped you know dude yeah it's something we can't actually perceive right Mm -hmm. like dying is one thing like i've 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 read and i've heard it's an interesting thing it does interest me of like the psychological experience that happens before you pass and people say like they see old family members and apparently your brain uh, allegedly 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 your brain does like a whole bunch of wild stuff and like projects all these different things that you're not used to seeing because your brain's like all these hormones and stuff are going off and like endorphin your your brain's going wild because it's like mm-hmm. short circuiting basically it's on its way out but like what happens after that? Like what happens after the light switch goes off? Exactly. That's like, that, that's why it's, it's so 
fucking terrifying to comprehend. And it's like, how? Is it just like, white noise? The, the great game in the sky plays, and then you just fade <laughs> off happily. And then, then the end of the song, you get the the last wail of that female voice, and it just fades into silence. Yeah. And you look around, you try to speak, and no words come out of your mouth. Feels like water's rushing all around you, rushes into your open mouth, and you just fall into the dark abyss of reality. But it's not reality anymore. It's wild. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I don't even. I guess <laughs> I try not to think about that as much in my day to day life. Rather, like that's understandable. I, I try to think about how I can continue improving my approach to my day to day situations to make that's sure that I'm definitely enjoying things. <laughs> How do you enjoy life, Sean? <laughs> what does that what what does that look like to you? PG. Uh yeah. Uh, oh more, well. All right, never mind. Well, moving on from that. More, more, more than anything, just being able to or being fortunate enough to have the things that I do and being able to do things that I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. And just I, I always like to continue learning and continue adapting and absorbing information from the world around me for me that makes me happy knowing that knowing that there isn't really an end to that like you'll never run out of things Mm -hmm. to perceive to learn or to experience Mm -hmm. never you never will that makes me happy That's good. I'm glad that makes you happy, and you make me happy, and it makes it makes me happy to see you happy as well. I love you, boys. That's a big thing. I love you too, man. man. We're not done. We're not done. Super. (laughs) Where do you want? Where do you want to go? Within the con, say with it, just within the context of design for now, because we won't like we won't go to different planes of reality right now. Because I think Zach's a bit brain fried from my little rant there. Yeah, like I'm, he's a bit just I'm he's like, still in show, he's still processing. My mind's processing <laughs> it, yeah. In terms of dream job, say dream job, dream scenario. Oh, here's here's one. Okay, Sean. Paint a picture for me, or it isn't verbally, of what your ideal day looks like at your ideal job in the ideal future. I would love to work somewhere where there's a challenging amount of new variations of projects that come in because that goes with my mentality of trying to experience and absorb and adapt to things a bit more. And I'd, I'd love the research side and like the empathetic side of design and learning how to understand people better. There's a quote from, I think it's from Bill Nye, the science guy, of course bill nye the science guy i think I, I can't remember nye. specifically how it goes but it's like everyone knows something you don't mm. something like that i think and for me wow. being able to understand more about the world and understand more about people mm. and being able to design something whether i know i don't know what that thing is but something that can help someone or help something that can solve a problem for someone in their day-to-day life. That's that's something that's ideal for me. Something where I can push myself to just help people. You're such a good soul. Oh yeah. You're such a good soul. Appreciate you, boys. What's one of those what is 
what's like a handful of those companies or those groups or those firms or those agencies that you would like to see yourself at in the future? Because I, I, I know for a fact you're an aspirational person and that you will not stay at this job that you're at forever because you have so much more potential than that. But where where do you hope that that, anticip- that, that dedication to your craft and design and creativity takes you? It's tricky to say a specific company or a specific agency or anything like that. I mean, I was talking to Zach last night about like how much my perception of what I thought I wanted has changed so much, even in the past year. Mm. And or like I remember me being in like second year, being so enthralled with like footwear design and how to and wanting to really pursue that and that be kind of the only thing I do. And I've gotten to a point now where, like, at a professional level, I basically don't want to pursue it at all <laughs> because I want to do really? Why is it? much more. I, I just I like I like the idea you've... of being able to work on multiple different things. And I guess like I just I appreciate shoes. footwear. I still love it, obviously, but it's not something I foresee myself doing just because like my passion for it was. You know, I wasn't nearly as passionate about it as like certain other people were, per se. Mm-hmm. But it was something I thought I wanted to do. And then when I got to do more studio projects and stuff like that, and I realized that there was such a, like, I realized how much I enjoyed being kind of out of my comfort zone a bit. That was like sure. a turning point for me for that, in terms of design. So I don't know. It, it's yeah. hard to say in terms of companies like that, to be honest. And fair enough. But surely you could not have anticipated that pivot, like that mental pivot of, say, using the shoe design as an example, thinking, I want to be a shoe designer and like, I want to just like make shoes. I want to do like Jordans and like running shoes and all this stuff. And all of a sudden to pivot that and say, I'm actually, that's nice, but I want to, so it almost sounds like you always want to be challenged all the time with whatever you're doing. I would say that to an extent, yeah. Which is a totally respectable answer. Like that's a, it's a pretty ballsy attitude because it's so easy. I mean, I see it now in like the day-to-day job that I do. It's like, I like it when, I enjoy it when it's easy because I kind of don't have to think about it. I just know what to do. Mm -hmm. But I kind of know that's a bit counterproductive because I'm not going to grow from that. Yeah, and it's it's hard because... It's one thing to want to do that, and it's another thing to work towards that and be able to learn and improve. And that's what I've yeah. been trying to, like, for the past while, like, trying to work on myself a little bit more by using that mentality of just, mm. I want to just continue absorbing knowledge about mm. anything and everything. Big big sponge do you think do you guys think that maybe us going through industrial design specifically helped with our because i have to say like all three of us kind of i think share that passion of wanting to do different things and not being restricted to one certain type of product or one certain type of design forever Mm -hmm. do you think maybe like industrial design the program played a part in that because i think all of us came into the program thinking okay i want to when when i'm done i want to be in this industry doing this for the rest of my life and i'll be happy 
And then you get into second year and you do chair project and you're probably just like, well, actually designing chairs is like really cool. Like there's so much into it and it's fun. And I I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought. I didn't even think it'd be this fun. And then you're like, okay, maybe this. And then third year and you're doing product, you're doing cars, you're doing, you know, um, exhibition design, you're doing graphic design, you're doing clothing design, like model making, you know, presentations, stuff like that little manufacturing and like all these things that are like constantly fuck this is actually cool i didn't think it'd be this cool because i didn't give it a chance and now i'm like and then you finish and you're like well maybe i don't want to do that one thing that i set out to do i don't i don't only want to do that one thing forever mm-hmm. you know because i've realized you know i've been introduced to all these other cool areas that are really sweet and i'd love to work and and work on some projects in those areas Mm -hmm. and then there's also well damn if there's all these and there's got to be tons like even more out there that i haven't even tried yet that i'm going to be i'm going to try and be like damn i really like this part of design like this is really cool Mm. you know definitely i absolutely agree with that i mean there were so many projects for me or like the way that i knew or i felt like i was in the right program was when I started designing things that I like loved and enjoyed, but it wasn't something that was typical for me. And so when mm. I started designing a first aid kit or a mining mech or something like that, so drastically different, so like to to like my shoe, for instance, so drastically different and kind of experimental in different ways, and it was really interesting to be able to learn from those projects as well right yeah Mm -hmm. i think that's exactly it right like things like you come in knowing what you enjoy or even year after year you're like okay out of everything we did that year this is what i really enjoy Mm -hmm. i think this is what i'm going to stick to and then a project comes around and you're doing something totally different you might be a little hesitant at first like well i kind of like doing this i kind of i want to do that instead and then you do it and you're actually damn like I'm loving this and I did not think this would be something yeah. I would be doing. Yeah. Like, you know? I, I felt like I was in the right program when I was enjoying all these studio projects to a, a reasonably equal level. Right. Mm-hmm. And enjoying the, well, not even just the projects, like just enjoying the process and enjoying the end result equally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, when the, I when things were so different. Feel that. Like I came into the program thinking I, I want to be, <clears throat> excuse me. I came into the program thinking I want to be, I want to be like a bike designer. I want to design bike frames because mm. ultimately like I wanted to be, I wanted to be a professional cyclist and that's what I wanted my career to be and like race on a national level. That's what I wanted. And design was like a nice way to be employed along the way at the end of the day it's like oh well if i can design the frames that i ride then that's pretty cool and like first year all the choose your own sketchbook type things were all bikes all the time and even the clock project i like cut out i using pink foam basically cut out the profile of a bike frame and like put a clock in the middle of it and i gave it to detail and i was like i literally called it a bike name too i called it the bolide which is a trek but also now Bugatti's taking it and be like, oh, oh yeah. we, we named it Bolide and it is, uh, sounds nice. Yes. 
and it does sound nice and it looks is that nice. a french accent or i don't know what it was personally. yeah it was kind of like playing a few fields it was kind of there. just all over the place yeah but i was so keen i was so keen like even in second year i did the i did the cycling shoe thing with odin i was like yeah mm-hmm. this is gonna be what what starts to make me and then third year came along and i don't think i drew a single bike that no that's a lie I was so hell-bent on getting into, excuse me, beer burps, so hell-bent on getting into specialized, like specialized right. bikes in California to do an internship. And then they turned me away immediately because I was Canadian. I was like, all right, <laughs> cock move first off. Second off, <laughs> I'm not going to let, like, no, absolutely not. And I just went off and just started exploring other aspects of design that I didn't it's not that I didn't pay attention to it before but I didn't give myself the ability to absorb that because I was like I want to do bikes all the time mm-hmm. and then fourth year came along and I was like I don't think I touched a bike once I just couldn't yeah. fuck and that like doing the BRP project ultimately I did the BRP project because Catherine told me to in the first instance when it was first mentioned to me, and this is a very controversial topic, yes. when it was first mentioned to me in January 2019, three months before other professors and other people even knew about it, I might have just thrown some people under the bus there. Yikes. Oh, well. Moving on. No, you think she's going to listen to it? No, she's not. Neither will he. Hey, Catherine. <laughs> I mean, if she does, at this pace, it's going to be like six years from now. At so. this pace, it's so far gone. Like, who cares? It's it's in the exactly. past. No worth stressing on it. I did that because I wanted to make her happy as a professor, and I knew she liked me, and I wanted to make her proud in a way. And I also kind of enjoyed the prospect of the challenge, but I had no idea what BRP was or what BRP stood for, the design aesthetic, nothing. I had no idea. And then I got into the project. I was like, why have I not been doing this before? You know, and it was that was another aspect of of design that I was not, I almost didn't let myself get introduced to. And like, even with the chair project, I loved the chair project. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I was going to become a furniture designer after it because I kind of just segmented that in my mind. I'm like, okay, this is a project that needs to be done. And then that was it. And even though the group was fucking fantastic and the project was mm. fucking fantastic, mm-hmm. everything about it was fantastic. Mm, Sean, I love you. <laughs> I never really considered myself the possible, or never considered the possibility for myself to become a furniture designer. You know, yeah. Never gave myself because I was like, oh, I got to do bikes. Bikes has to be it. Bikes, All the stuff I bikes. have to do needs to be geared towards bikes, mm. which is great. But that was kind of limiting, I think. It's just a bit of a limiting yeah. belief. And to grow out of that, I think, is probably the most informative learning because it you allow your exposure and like you allow you just allow yourself to be exposed to these many different things. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. BRP, like thesis, like never never considered to like cars. Never considered to like that aspect of design. Like always sketching, always focusing on sketching and styling. I was like, I want to make a product that looks great. But now I'm thankful for the projects that I have from product studios, but I 
kind of wish that I had been able to do the projects within the context of an auto studio as well mm -hmm. and learn how to style something in a way. But maybe that was just my limiting belief and maybe I kind of shot myself in the foot, but I'm doing all right because of it anyway. And it's yeah. that gives me now the opportunity to come back and say, well, now I want to learn that thing and I'm going to have to teach myself on my own. Mm. The way and I've seen fine. it, like the way I've seen it is that by the time I hit the fourth year, I enjoyed the journey into the unknown more than I enjoyed the comfort of familiarity. Cue the music into the unknown, Frozen 2. <laughs> into the unknown! <laughs> Bruh. Oh. <laughs> Bruh. Did that violate your ear holes, Tina? <laughs> that was a little loud. I mean, was for it? me, I don't know if it was necessarily the volume, the issue, but... It was just the fact that I did it. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah the context of it. Dude, like, this is a loose episode. Sorry, Sean, continue. No, it's all good. I mean, that was all I was going to say. I, I enjoyed the journey into the unknown with these projects more than I enjoyed being comfortable. Right. Mm. That's a good place to be. Uh, like, yeah, and I love it. Enjoying yeah. uncomfortability. Mm -hmm. It's the fastest way to learn, too, right? You're in, mm. When you're uh, in the unknown, you got to learn. You got to adapt fast, right? You got to learn into the sink or um, swim I'm not, I'm no not i wouldn't i wouldn't sing it again just because the frozen song we don't was do that, that here yeah, i'm not drunk enough today honestly it wasn't even like your singing quality it was just the song in general it's just a frozen song do you know that song into the unknown uh do you say it's from frozen 2 no i think frozen i've seen the first fuck. one i haven't seen the you second have, one you have prime though right you have amazon prime yeah you have amazon yeah prime. Don't ask me to watch it. It's not happening. No, I'm not asking you to watch the. <laughs> oh, please, the, I'm man, not do asking it. you to watch Frozen Two. No, no, no. Don't watch Frozen Two. I've, I've seen it. It's a, it's a good movie. <laughs> like, I've got two younger sisters. Of course, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. the movie's good. There's a Pete. There's a this. I don't know if you've seen it either, Sean. But there's a there's a series on Amazon Prime that is the making of Frozen Two. Now, bear with me. Hold on to your knickers. It's all the animators, the designers, the producers, the voice actors, all the people that went into producing the movie. And the entire, I think it's six episodes. I can't tell if you're frozen or if you're just comatose, Zach. No, I'm, I'm still here. We're good. <laughs> it, I watched that at the beginning of the pandemic, and it reminded me so much of the person-to-person -person conversations and the critiques and the thought process of what we all went through mm. doing thesis and doing studio projects. It was the iterative, creative thinking that went into decisions of how is this line in the song going to sound? What is this look going to look like? When this animation happens, how does that animation happen? Like, what does that unfolding process look like? Right. I think you. I think you can watch it Without you can totally watch it without ever having seen or ever intend to see Frozen 2. But I would at least implore you to give the first episode a chance, see if it's your cup of tea. If it's not, you move on and carry on. But from a creative aspect, from a design aspect, right? It's genuinely very good. I'll tell you, they talk with one of the lead, he's either a lead animator or the lead designer of the movie. And he's got his Wacom Cintiq set up and everything. And he has his iPad Pro that he brings to meetings. Mm. 
And the way that the lady who is directing the movie is communicating with all these different animators who are like in charge of particular scenes, the way that they talk completely replicates how a professor talked to us within the context of a studio class, mm. typically anyways. Typically referencing Catherine and, and Dennis just because I didn't have Bruce or Ken as a Typically as a studio anyways. Prop, so I would I would implore you to at least give the first episode a shot. Possibly. By the way, yeah. um I would if I was you, I'd watch this you're gonna love the second episode and the last two episodes of Midnight Gospel. Okay, yeah, let's talk about Midnight Gospel. Because <laughs> they for both a second. all three of those talk about death. Do they? The second yeah. one, the second episode, Clancy, the main character, D- Duncan Trussell's voice. D Trussell. He He's on this he's on a he's on a world covered by or populated by baby clowns. And he talks to a deer dog, it's called. What? On his way to the slaughterhouse. Oh Jesus. As them talking about mm. death. But it's all animated. It looks super nice and friendly. Whoa. And then and then the last one is the one where he's with his mom talking about life okay. death and yeah all that stuff cycle of life and then the the second last one i believe has something to do with death himself the grim reaper really they have conversation like that. it's a really good honestly i saw it pop up on netflix and i was like this looks like a trip i mean mm-hmm. i don't smoke or anything but i can imagine it would be an absolute blast on a different level um under the influence of many things but i was like okay let me give it a go and i didn't realize it was duncan trussell and i was like this voice sounds very familiar and then i watched when he was with joker and i was like oh yeah that's 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 him that makes sense it's a very recognizable voice but the first episode i was like i wonder what this is about and then i think the description said it was basically this guy that lives in this like trailer and he has this machine that simulates different earths and he this this guy clancy the character he has a podcast and he goes he randomizes basically hits shuffle on this machine and it picks a random simulated earth where something's going on and he goes there and talks to someone and that's the podcast and and they're really deep conversations but the whole thing is animated in such a way that looks like you had to be on many things to draw it. Like it's really <laughs> out there. Right. But it's so like wholesome. It's so deep. It's really cool. The first episode, I'm like, I don't even know what to expect. And this guy, he goes to this earth where there's a zombie apocalypse. I love and it. he goes there and he meets the president who's holding <laughs> up, defending the white house against zombie apocalypse. And he just goes in there and he asks the president if he can have a conversation. He's like, yeah, yeah. And then it's him and the president having a conversation about psychedelics really? while surviving the zombie apocalypse. That's dope. And I, I, I finished watching the episode. I was like, okay, this is something different. This is, this is pretty sweet. <laughs> have you, have you ever tried psychedelics, John? I've dabbled. Dabbled. No, I mean, I wish. have you ever had Once. any <laughs> unique, unique experiences using psychedelics? Not particularly because I didn't like the one time I didn't really know 
how it was going to react. So mm. I didn't take much. Right. But Understand. Nothing crazy, to be honest. Approach it with caution. Yeah. Fair was enough. it mushrooms or it was like ayahuasca? Or... Mushrooms, yeah. <laughs> mushrooms. <laughs> I'd like to try it. Just, I'm just curious. Ayahuasca? Yeah. 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 100%. Try shrooms before I do ayahuasca, but I'm just curious. <laughs> you know, like I love the idea of just ex- like exploiting different mental levels. That's what excites me the most. I'm I'm down. Let's do design. Can work. we can't can we do a podcast? <laughs> episode episode 169. Yeah. Um, you would have to, I don't know if there's any like rules or not with like, what do you mean? rules? I don't know. Like, I feel like, no, I'm sure we're fine. I don't know. Oh, as in doing, doing something, doing something like this under the influence in the sense that it feels like it's promoting the usage of it, which not is even that. I was like, I guess, cause we're not doing video as well. Like you're not seeing it, but like I guess people like smoke and drink and everything. It doesn't really matter. On I don't yeah, know where I was going. All three of us are we just we just we all just consumed alcohol. Yeah, just, I don't. You, if you're under the legal age, you're not allowed to listen. Yeah, but I just wasn't like. I don't know if it's something it's that's like technically like not hundred like it's not super legal, right? Mushrooms. Yeah. Oh, you got a point there. So it's like doing that on like a like a. Mm. on a platform i i don't know i don't know i'm just Unless me being they were overthinker sourced if they're legally sourced I, honestly yeah i don't i don't know i'm pretty but, sure mushrooms and ayahuasca are illegal but, but yeah i don't um, know enough yeah. about it to how do you spell that ayahuasca i don't know it doesn't look anything like it sounds <laughs> so, I've, so i have no idea it's ayahuasca it's not one of those things you can sound out is an entheogenic brew? What yeah, it's like you drink it. Yeah, it's like different. Uh, is it like a, a specific root from a type of plant? Yeah. And they like um, they like mash it up and then they put something with it. And it's it's yeah, it's like a liquid. You drink it. Okay, so let's see here. Chemistry, much legal status, I've, legal status. It's as much I know about it from watching Joe Rogan podcast. Facts from the secretary, blah, 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 blah. But you should watch Midnight Gospel either way. I think you'd absolutely love it. I th- I, I think tomorrow I'm going to watch it. I know you'd absolutely love it. In September 2020, Ann Arbor, Michigan decriminalized nat- natural entheogens, which ayahuasca falls under the category of such. While we're on the topic of doing it, I'm talking about animation. Mm-hmm. Let's bring it back to creativity here. Not that ayahuasca isn't creative. We're talking about creativity. It, it is. It's creative. on a different, in a different way. Yes, it's on a but different plane, man. We. I don't know if this is on air or not. But when I, when Bill and I, Sean, were talking about Love, Death, and Robots the other day, mm. and how that we need another playthrough because I haven't watched it in a long time. <laughs> I've watched it recently. <laughs> oh really? Really? Oh yeah. I love that. And oh, yeah. I looked up to see if anyone had like a ranking of episodes. And there was this website that took like the it was based off of the amount of social posts, like how many times. So it's not like a great ranking system of like actually yeah. most watched. Or 
something, but it's based off of like how many people had like talked about it online or had rated it or something like that. And they had different categories. And it seemed like the top five were like very similar. It was like number one almost all the time was Sunny's Edge. Yeah, that's respect though. I respect that. It's it's respect. Almost every, second place every time, or I think second place every time was the witness, which kind of shocked me a bit. Yeah, I love that one though. However, it's it's great, and the, the animation is my favorite part of it. Mm. It blows me away. But there's something like it's great, but I didn't think like it blew my mind the first time. But <clears> I, I don't know, it doesn't give me the same feels that like Zima Blue does, you know? Yeah, like for me, like. I don't know. I don't have. A, I probably don't have a top five in any order, but like Zima Blue is in there, Sunny's Edge yeah. is in there, um, Lucky Thirteen, Aquila mm. Rift, hundred percent. That's probably my favorite one, Aquila Rift. Lucky and Thirteen, then, is like, maybe probably maybe the Secret War or the Suits or Witness. I don't know. They're they're all so good. That's the problem, dude. I, you know. What? <laughs> I never saw it on any of the lists and it made me really sad. What? One of my favorites is when the yogurt took over and I think that's yeah. highly under, underestimated. <laughs> that one is oh man, just beautiful. Okay, something really cool just came over Instagram. Is Uh-oh. it the same thing I just saw but like I didn't really look at it. I just saw there was like so, a comment or something. On the so this, this guy on Instagram, Terra Pro with a zero for the O goes post this thing that says over water this is the name of the photo it's posted a picture on instagram inspired and this is the caption over water inspired by a conversation i heard on the process podcast about the challenges of product photography with a single light i took a late night walk to the local conservation area to see what i could do with just one headlamp i haven't been feeling very inspired lately so it felt great to pick up the camera and head out with a purpose even just for a few minutes Hoping I can find some more opportunities to get to get out and shoot this year. It's always fun. Whoa, that's pretty cool. Nice. Well, well, what's his name? Terra Pro. You said Terra Terra Pro yeah, it's zero. My, it's, it's rhymes. One of my bosses. His name is Lachlan McVie, and he's pretty dope. Oh, the way shout out. That's awesome. Yeah, shout out to Lachlan McVie. We're gonna get Lachlan McVie that's on the really podcast awesome. soon, dope. but not now because this Damn. is Sean's episode. Yeah. Yes. We've talked about everything from Frozen 2 to death to Discord to Ayahuasca. <laughs> Ayahuasca. Frosted acrylic oh, textures. Frosted acrylic. Uh. I'm going to just post this on the uh, on the Instagriz on the story. I'm going to repost it. Sean, is there um, anything in... Uh, this may be a really silly question because I'm kind of getting a bit sleepy and I'm a bit buzzed from a gin tonic. Um, is there anything... In the design world, that's kind of caught your eye recently, like a product or something, or a, um, a brand or a shoe or something that you thought has been kind of stood out as kind of like interesting or even a trend. Hmm, that's might be a bit of a big question. Yeah, I don't know. In terms of like specifically industrial design, it's hard to say. I mean, I. I consume a lot of industrial design related content like on instagram and stuff like that but recently i've been super into looking at a lot of concept designers concept artists on instagram and stuff like that yeah. and especially with like the release of cyberpunk 
and I mm-hmm. followed a lot of people who did concept art for that. And uh, yeah, it's 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 a tricky. It's hard to say, as I think I, I've been really obsessed with uh, kind of neo futuristic elements recently, and I think mm. stuff like cyberpunk has kind of helped bring that a little more to the forefront than it was previously. I was gonna say I think on my sticky note, I'll have it on there somewhere. But the I remember just before the game came out, the last like Night City Wire episode they had. And one of the trailers, they talked about the different styles of like clothing and culture. Yeah. And what was it, the one that they called like the very industrial, like corpo one? Was it like neo militarization or something like that? The style. I can't remember. That sounds oh, about right. There, though. there was like there was like kitsch, which was like the street where it was like neon colors, chrome and and stuff like that. And then there was um. Uh, was it like ent- entropism? There's like the really like poor starting head, you know, really like really really poor and mm-hmm. and kind of like almost third world esque. And then there was the industrial one, and then there was the neo kitsch, which was like the, the celebrity one. Um, I'm trying to. I'm. I'm. I'm uh slowly pulling this up as i cannot type man you're buzzed aren't you clothing styles you're completely buzzed uh, a little bit i'm not i mean i didn't bring another up, plane i didn't bring up like death or ayahuasca though yeah neo-militarism mm-hmm. Ooh. substance over style i remember oh my god can we just make everything neo-militarism <laughs> Russia. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, a little bit. What def- what defines neo militarism? It's almost Cyberpunk. hard to explain without an image. <laughs> it's no, fair. you know, like when when I first saw it when when the trailer dropped and I was well, my mind kind of first went to was like you know when every sci fi dystopian movie always has like you know like like in blade runner where in the future it seems like private corporations become bigger than governments like a private corporate a corporation makes everything tesla spacex yeah like and they start to make everything and they kind of seems like the rule of the world like in blade runner you had um was it terrell or something like that and then Mm -hmm. um and after that the new one Oh God, I can't even remember Blade Runner. That's bad. Um, or it's like, you know, in every kind of, or in like a total recall, like the big companies, right? And they're very militarized. And it's like that aesthetic where it's very functional and very like cold. It's like you take like business, you take like Wall Street, military, and and I don't know scariness and you put it together and that's what you get very brutalist really? not brutalist maybe, mm. but very like well brutalism uh, i would actually 100 percent say I, I, yeah. I don't know it's very like authoritative i don't know if that's even a word <laughs> yeah authoritative yeah authoritative i would say i would say brutalism i would almost in some ways yeah or maybe brutalism is a result of authoritativism 
earth but bleh. I mean, you know like specifically say. regarding like neo militarization or neo militarism, however, like they worded it in cyberpunk. Yeah. yeah, it's it's super cool, but I guess, yeah, as much as I would like to say that I follow current trends and stuff like that, I don't follow it as closely as I probably should hmm. just because I. Um, when doing any sort of design, I like to make my own kind of assumptions about what a product should look like, depending on the company, the setting, the client, you know, the use cases, all that stuff. I like the fact that there's a lot of stuff that's very, like, minimal but functional. For me, having like a lot of soft forms with a lot of geometric harmony and stuff like that is really nice, really eye-catching and beautiful. But, yeah. Beautiful. You're a beautiful man, Sean. You two are beautiful. I love you guys. And love you too, Sean. I just want everything to be neo-militarism now. That's all <laughs> you think? Yeah. If everything was neo-militarism, nothing would be neo-militarism. Oh man, okay. Sean, have you seen um <laughs> Dylan? Oh, man. Okay. Dylan showed it to me a little while ago and it was some signers selling a poster he made and the poster's full of a bunch of logos, but it's all like in the most Dita Roms style. So they had like, you know, McDonald's, all the fast food companies, what probably tech companies. Blah, blah, yeah. all these like really big brands but everything was black and white all the text was like helvetica <laughs> and it was this and it was thing where we were talking about like the designer it's like oh that's bliss like it makes mm -hmm. sense it's functional it's totally Roms, brawn aesthetic it's it's beautiful and every designer probably wants something like that but then that goes into the what you just said is like well if everything's like that then like then nothing's is like it that. boring like it doesn't stand out you know there's nothing to contrast it with <clears throat> or contrast it with depending on how you emphasize your syllables yeah even though i'd like to see a grocery <laughs> black and white shout like out that. to dennis Kappen. emphasis on the weird syllable in his sentences <laughs> you know exactly what i'm talking about yeah, but I love Dennis. I love Dennis too. I think once the semester is done at school, we're gonna hopefully, uh, hopefully get him on the pod. When he's less yeah, busy, he's a busy, busy yeah. man. When he's less busy, aka never. We're gonna talk to like all the profs and be like, "Hey, when you're done the semester, you know, hit me up." What if we queued it up so that we could have a week of yeah, like Bruce, Catherine, Odin, Sandro, Bruce, Catherine. Bruce, Catherine, Odin, Sandro, Dennis. Dennis, and then the week after, Shinya. get get Peberk, Shinya, Dan, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Who else am I missing? I'm missing someone. Karen. Get Karen White. Karen, the man, uh, the legend himself, the immortal man. Ken. Ken Cummings. Yes. Show him the picture. Be like, hey, Ken. You remember this? Tell us. Oh, yeah. Tell us what's going through your mind at this time. <laughs> you know what's weird? When really quickly, when I saw the image, not only was it. Where did stick, your eyes first? Where did your eyes first go? Bell bottoms. Yes. No. Uh, mustache. Fast ash. 
Mm. Yes, it was. It was. It was a gnarly session. No, I. I wondered. Did did he sound like he does back then? At that time, I think he had had surgery earlier in the 2010s, I believe. Oh, because I was trying to picture him with that voice, because that's what I know. And it was like, I don't know, it doesn't fit. No, I don't think I don't think he um, don't think he sounded the way he does now. It'd be cool. I think the way that he sounds now was a result of a surgery that he that he needed to have. Right. I believe, but I will not make any assumptions. That is purely speculative. It would be cool to have the man himself mm-hmm. the one who started it all i'm pretty sure there's a video of him talking online somewhere <gasps> i think i've think seen that yeah like yeah before his voice is as we know him now that is insane i believe i'm pretty sure he was talking he was talking at an auto show yeah right that's what oh, it was. makes sense yeah in uh detroit or something like yeah because he worked at chrysler yeah that's mind blowing, isn't it? Dodge Chrysler, like he's been around some of the like some extremely influential people in design. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember and him telling know. us in like uh, uh, second semester actually, or last semester, and someone was talking about how like you know why is it that like our quickest last minute sketches are the ones we go with? Like how all of a sudden an idea will come out. And you, the sketch took five seconds to do with this new idea is the one you go with. And he's like, you know, things just happen like that sometimes. He told the story when he was at Chrysler. He was like, him and all the designers went out for lunch and the one guy stayed back because he had an idea. He had to get out of his head. And they came back after lunch and it was the design for the Challenger. And it was the, the design they went with. And the guy did it in like <laughs> half an hour. They said they spent, he was spending like weeks trying to come up with ideas. And the like the bosses didn't like any of the ideas. And then one day they just went on lunch break and the guy was like, hold on, I got to get this idea out. Come back after lunch and that was the one they went with. That's awesome. Wow. I love it. Unless he just completely made it up, which would have been hilarious, but I'm pretty sure he's telling true. Seems, it seems like one of those things that's just pretty truthful. Well, I believe it because that's what it feels like half time, right? You're like mm-hmm. so in your head and you spend hours and hours trying to come up with the ideas and you just step away, go get a lunch, lunch or a coffee shut your mind off a little bit and you come back to it and you're like, holy fuck, I got it. Mm-hmm. And then the one, it's and then you do it in 10 seconds and you don't overthink. You just sketch it out super fast. Like, boom, there it is. Yeah. When we were doing the boundless design project, which was Nick, April and myself, like we were having such a fucking hard time figuring out the styling for our thing, like how we wanted it to look. So we had made this like medical drone sort of thing. And, uh, like I think I swear to God, it, I, th- I think it was over March break, maybe or there was like some weekend we had extended weekend off or whatever, and we spent I spent the whole weekend sketching. I did like a shit ton of pages in my sketchbook of just like all different forms and explorations, different iterations of this, and I just couldn't figure it out at all. Like there was nothing. Like I, there was I just had nothing, and we were all kind of struggling to really piece this idea together and like combine form and function and have something that really fit the style that we were going for. And then eventually it was like, like two days before the presentation or something. Like it wasn't the end, like the final presentation, but it was one in the middle. And I swear two days or so, maybe a day before the presentation, I like quickly doodled something in like five minutes. And we were like, yeah, I think this is it. 
and then that ultimately turned into the final design. Wow. That's how it goes. So, so I know it's that weird feeling. How that, it's weird how that works. It's because like you mm-hmm. shut your brain off for like five seconds and that's then you're overthinking. Yeah. And, and then, then yeah, the idea comes out. And then once we had that, or like once I had had that sketch, I think I had like scanned it or something, or I got Nick in April to like trace over it and make any revisions that they wanted to make as well. And so in, in like a really, really rapid time frame, we had figured out our design. That's wow. wild. That's so how cool. do you how do you combat overthinking, Sean, within design? I don't know if I necessarily combat it or if it's more so understanding the time frames of these projects where like stuff just has to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, when I come combating overthinking, um, I'm like currently overthinking the question. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, that's fair though. I don't. I don't know what if there's you? any what foolproof about... way. Hmm, got a point there. What about you, Zach? Like, how do you deal with overthinking? I think it's what's kind of ironic about it is you have to shut off your mind and get out of your own way but you can't necessarily do that on command which Mm. is like the thing that kind of is Mm. ironic about it maybe some people can turn off maybe by experience maybe us in years to come you get to the point where you can really turn that on and off when you want Mm. but like for me you know whether it was like auto and all night trying to be like well okay, I got to get these sketches done. I got to think of these sick ideas. You know, I'm sketch after sketch. No, I don't like it. Don't like it. It looks too much like something I've referenced or it looks crap or whatever. And then if you're getting so worried about it. You're like, you're, the only thing you're thinking about is that, you know, you're just thinking cars, 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 design, whatever. You just drive yourself crazy. And then, and then it feels like you ran out of ideas and then you're like, well, I'm, I got to go with something shit. Instead, I would just like take a break or like you're at the school, like go like said, let's go get a coffee, go get a coffee or go get some food or listen to music or watch a YouTube video for a bit. Have a walk, can walk around. And then while you're walking, your, your brain is some, your brain subconsciously will think of something. And then out of nowhere, it hits you like, like a light bulb. And you're like, holy shit, that's it. And then you get back down and you sketch and you get something. You're like, okay, that's it. And then from there, then you can iterate, right? And and revise it. And it's almost How do you know like, that's good though? How do you know that's you a good just idea? Feel it. Like I think bones. almost maybe the one way you can turn it on, but it's not instant, is you have to put yourself so far into what you're working on, right? Into the mindset of what you're working on, into the environment. So far in that when you that your subconscious can think about it when you're not. Mm-hmm. I guess because, the, the way that I see it too is like sometimes it's not always the last idea that I sketch, but I'll have like a light bulb moment halfway through my iterative process. And then I just try and push it further, but like I'll go too far so that I can bring it back to reality. And for me, I guess another thing with like trying to combat overthinking it's just keeping myself grounded in reality. Like Zach said, like go for a walk, find inspiration somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, find inspiration somewhere, but keep yourself grounded in reality because you're working on a real project with real deadlines. 
<laughs> yeah, that walk That's can't true. be like three hours long, and you can't go have a nice four-hour dinner. But when get you're... inspiration. Obviously, like you want to design good shit. <laughs> like you don't want to mm-hmm. design awful shit. Yeah. You want to design good products that help people. I mean, that's completely the end goal. Mm-hmm. That's why I think. What happened? Go for it. I was just saying, like, that's why I was saying, like, you gotta get, like, you know, when you're random, like, you're on the toilet or you're in the shower and you get an idea and it's, mm-hmm. like, amazing. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, you're not, yeah, you're not looking at a page trying to think of an idea. You're thinking about something mm-hmm. else or you're kind of lightly thinking about the idea. And then subconsciously, because all your brain has been trained to do for that night has been think of that idea subconsciously your brain's just thinking of things Mm. and then all you have to do is see something a weird shape or a weird color combination a weird detail you know a weird piece of of inspiration or think of something something will just pop into your mind and then all of a sudden your subconscious kicks in it's like we have an idea for it for you sir you're like by the way just checking in here by the way we, check uh, in. Uh, we, we got this uh this, this little nudge nudge wink wink well so, uh-huh. sometimes i like at least in my case i find inspiration from really weird stuff sometimes that makes no sense but sometimes okay, just it. understanding something like when dylan uh when we were doing the lidar project so you yeah uh maho olive and i when we were like revising the styling of it like from Maho's sketch, I think it was like the thing that I'd sketched was kind of the final revision of it that we had went with, and it was completely inspired by a medieval kite shield. Really? <laughs> Makes no fucking sense why. <laughs> I don't know how I wow. came to that conclusion, but there was something about the curvature of it and something with like the asymmetry of it, hmm. like with the bottom part going to that point and the top having that flat edge and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. That was, was completely say, like, like, the inspiration for that. I just want to ask you, if, like, if there was, a, if you could think of like a weirdest piece of inspiration that you've been able to use, mm-hmm. like the weirdest place you've found mm-hmm. something you've actually used in a design, like in like a project yeah. in school or something like that. But I guess that mm-hmm. that's probably up there. A <laughs> night shield, <laughs> yeah, like a kite shield, a medieval kite shield. But obviously, like our thing didn't look necessarily like a kite shield. But there was something about the way that that form was so resolved, right? That mm-hmm. allowed me to just kind of interpret it differently with this product, and that was absolutely a, a strange, yeah, but but thankful <laughs> turn of events. But thankful. I mean, yeah. it's one of those things. Like, especially like car design, it, it's always like a cliche where you're like inspiration. Okay, the first thing I'm going to look at fast birds, fast aquatic yeah. animals. Mm-hmm. you know Bio-energy. and like fast land animals right like cheetahs and stuff and you're looking at you're like how can i copy Zoom. the bone structure into my car and like obviously that happens like you know you have like frank stephenson talked about how you know i don't know if he said but like marine animals when it comes to the p1 designing p1 and stuff like that and and you know bone structure and whatever but it's like it's just random weird places like you don't think of like an animal and it's almost like you know when like oh man when and Bruce shat on us for fucking when we did our uh, um, mood boards, and he's like, "None of you guys can do this." Clearly, he's like, "Don't put a giant fucking animal on there." He's like, "Give me a part of the animal, otherwise you're gonna try and make a car out of that whole animal." I know you are. And it's like, "No, you're probably right." 
and that's that when you do get the inspiration it's from a little thing it's not like oh a cheetah oh my god that's it click click i mm. put a cheetah into a car it's like you notice one small thing part of that cheetah where you're like that curve right there or that shape or that pattern or something you're like huh okay maybe there's something and then it grows from there and then you can say it's inspired by a cheetah even though it wasn't fired by his fucking toe or something like yeah. but like it's usually those weird little parts of something right where you're like holy shit that's kind of that's kind of cool i had um for the last project in auto for ken was a little micro electric city vehicle and i'd like i did the polestar branded one it was very um basically looked like a fucking forklift i mean the way ken said it he was like it looks like a modern interpretation of a model t and he and he kind of said to me that it was almost genius i don't want to blow like you know brag too much here he said it was almost genius because he said the one car redesign that everyone has tried to do and no one's done it right is the model t because it's such a unique shape but how can you recreate that in today's design language and i had to think of what the model t is the model t ford henry ford it's like a little box black skinny little wheels with the wooden wheels from the early 1900s right and and he said you know mine kind of look like that but a modern interpretation whoa but one of like the character lines i had or one of the lines i used was from this piece of it uh it was a on my mood board it was like i think it was a piece of architecture but it was just this one line that kind of like went up and over on an angle that was just on a part of a wall or something. And I'd weirdly just cropped it where it didn't look like a building. It just looked like some random lines. And I just saw that line. I was like, that's kind of exactly what I need right now. Hmm. So strange. I just happened to come across. I'm like trying to think of like, I need a character line shape, but I don't, I can't do curvy because nothing else is curvy and I need Mm -hmm. something interesting. And then I saw that. I was like, Oh my God, there it is randomly. (laughs) It's weird how it comes from like these obscure places. Yeah, that's what gets me is like the best inspiration comes from the least likely sources and the most obscure, atypical thing. Mm -hmm. Almost always. Like I think about the Redback project that I did and I looked at so many like spiders and existing recreational vehicles to try and design that. And it came out all right, but I'm not super content with it. I think because I didn't allow myself to completely go into all these different aspects of potential inspiration. Like I didn't look at other types of insects, other types of spiders. I only looked at what a redback spider was and it's, it's got eight legs and a little ass. That's kind of it. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bizarre description of it. Redback spider's got a nice bum. Nice little bum and nice little bite too kill you it'll kill you straight kill you murder you but it's it's interesting like how that stuff can just come from these random places like especially sometimes you're not even looking for it you know that's the best part that's when you find it when you're not looking for it that's Mm -hmm. because if you're if you're looking for it's like you know when you're like trying to build something out of lego and you're looking for a specific piece you're all building that set, you know, you just got for Christmas and you open it and you have all the pieces out on the floor. And at this point, you're young enough where you haven't discovered um, Adam Savage and his knolling technique. <laughs> so instead of your pieces being yeah. organized and laid out, it's actually just embedded everywhere all over the floor in a big pile. Dude, if you're an eight-year-old kid and you're sorting your Lego pieces in a bin, 
You've got I like, did you've got brain issues. I did things like that. You're sick. You're a psychopath. I had, I had, dude, people came to my parents at school when I was young oh, and wanted so to get a specialist in to like come into the school and just watch when I was in class because they thought I had really? like I had something. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> sure. I do. Like, Anyways. Because what, what I do you was, mean? What do you what do you you can't say that and then not say what they think that you had? So so I was just like, like a, a genius. Like I could just see things on the wall and I could just, you know, patterns together in my mind. I could just solve complex. No, nothing like that. I just I just I don't know, I had like weird twitches and like weird like I was very like OCD. Like even now I looked mm-hmm. over while we we're talking, I I have my notebook on my desk, a little notepad with my sticky notes, which are like perfectly aligned within the notepad, and then the pens are like equidistant between like, like I'm very like that sometimes, right? True. Like I would I would it sounds so stupid and sad, but I'd be like, you know, as a kid in the basement, like playing with Lego or something, and I would do stuff like that. Like I would organize things around where I'm sitting and whatever. Hmm, I don't know. Anyways, it's that principle, you know. You're looking for a specific piece. When you're looking for that one piece, you'll never fucking find it. And then when you're like, "Fine, I'll give up. I'll look for the other piece," and then you find that first piece, right? Because you're you're paying too much attention. You're looking too closely, and you're not standing back and seeing the whole picture. How do you avoid paying too much attention, though? Taking a break. Mm. like move on to the other lego piece Mm. and take that as a metaphor you know instead of sitting down and trying to do one more sketch quickly move on to a different task go get a coffee i think that's applicable to almost all aspects of life to be honest like if you spend so much time focusing on one thing just like step back just take a pill just relax and then something will pop up yeah too much of one thing is never good isn't there a Japanese saying something to do with that? Too much of something is too much of something is is never a good thing. Something like that. Whatever. I don't know. What that something is. like that. I mean, it's pretty true. If you eat fifty bananas in one day, you're probably not going to crap for about a week. Potassium overdose. Is that a thing? Yeah. I don't know what an overdose of potassium does. I know if you overdose on magnesium, you practically just like get water guts and you just crap yourself. Whoa. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's true. Like if you take if you take a magnesium pill, if you take more than the recommended quantity and like one dosage, you're just gonna just projectile sharp. <laughs> That's the honest nice. truth. Wow. It's the honest okay. truth. I have to see what a potassium. I mean, I haven't. I'm not speaking from experience. I was gonna say, was that from experience or? No, no, no. It was Josh. Josh. Did, Josh did that. Josh did that. Oh, all over his couch. You know what's totally random, uh, Sean? What? When when we were talking with Mark Connolly yesterday, <clears throat> we somehow stumbled across the was it with him? The story of of uh <laughs> blisters on my nuts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That we did we did encounter that conversation. That did come you up. You remember that in qualitative? That was good, man. That was good. Oh my god. Right. Good times. Did she? She walked like right by as you said that too, <laughs> and she paused, looked because she went to come check in on her group, and she heard it, and then she just like looked really, like what the fuck, and then just continued walking. <laughs> Corrine Johnston, if you're listening, then I apologize, but I could not help myself because it was a painful truth. Okay, potassium really overdose. Did have a blister on his nutsack. I did. I did. Potassium affects the way your heart's muscles work. 
When you have too much potassium, your heart may beat irregularly, which in worst cases can cause a heart attack. Really? There you go. That's pretty cool. I mean, it's unfortunate, but it's kind of cool that that can happen just from eating too much potassium. (laughs) One of the other like suggested questions on Google is, is a banana a day too much potassium? Obviously not. Have you ever eaten a banana today and not died? Yeah, lots of times. So that's not too I typically much. rock like three, to be honest. Typically chugging three of those things. I was going to say, like people are chugging bananas. Well, I'd say chug bananas. Pureed like form or like in a solid form still? Typically, I'll do one in a smoothie, one with breakfast. One with breakfast, one in a smoothie, and then one when I get home after work in the evening. Just as right. a snack, you know? We got a little compost bin in the backyard, and it's just all banana peels. <laughs> from, from <laughs> you open Dill. it up, it's like all banana peels. Nice. Probably like 600 pounds of banana peels in there. Nice. That's giving back to the environment right there. Yeah, dude, I love it. It's pretty cool. I mean, it's all frozen now, but oh, the true. idea the idea being that, oh, dude, the when idea. spring comes, it's going to stink. I was gonna say it's gonna it's, fucking reek. It's gonna it's gonna start thawing and it's gonna reek. Cause it's now wet. It's banana wet. Peels. It's moldy. It's there's gonna be flies on it. There's gonna be raccoons trying to get into it. I got yeah. it covered in wire, so we're all good. So what you're saying is your family's gonna hate you. Yeah, because it was my idea. I'm also <laughs> the one that wanted I'm also the one that wanted to get beehives. Everyone said no. Dude, did you listen to James oh, Hetfield? Yes. Yeah, right? How I've rad got is bees. that? I've got bees. You could see these bees, and they were like trying to be attacked by other bees. We just had to like kind of let them fight it out. There's something about Dude, the lead yes. singer of Metallica, who's an absolute metalhead, talk about bees for an hour and a half with Joe Rogan. That's just so great. It's amazing. <laughs> if you haven't listened to it, Sean, I highly recommend it. No, I haven't yet. I'm going to have to cue, Joe cue Rogan that and up. James Hetfield. Yes. Yes. What uh, what what do you listen to podcast wise, music wise? What's on your what's on your Spotify? I haven't been listening to as much like podcasty stuff recently. So uh, I don't know. It's respectable. But uh other than of course the process podcast. However, yes. comma. Thank you. I listen to However, uh, right now at least, I, whenever I get to a point where I just don't add anything new to my Spotify for a bit. I just go on like artist radios and playlists and stuff and just kind of try and find new stuff. Mm. And I've I've got a very diverse taste in music. And so Mm. it's always nice to just go on an artist that I really like, like King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard or something, and just Mm. go on their Spotify artist radio and see other artists that are similar to that. Interesting. When the world's on shitting itself it'd be cool for us to go out to a record store and just shop for cheap vinyls based on covers yes yes Yes. i haven't done that in a while i've got a few random ones that are like i just like the cover they just look cool (laughs) years ago i'm 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 there i'm down what yeah what about you zach what music are you listening to right now um or podcast podcast i mean Usually, not usually, sometimes Joe Rogan, depending on the guest, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. If it's like someone I know, hell yeah. Or if it's like the description is like some cool scientist to do with aliens or something. It's like, fuck yeah, yeah I'm listening to this. It's going to be sick. Because Joe Rogan's going to be like, 
did uh, did it ever occur to you that like the aliens wanted to like take over the planet? I don't. Know. It's always cool. And then I like I watch um the TMG podcast, Tiny Meat Gang represent respect, um, respect. And then H three podcast too. I watch those peeps quite a bit. Um, music though, I mean, still kind of the same thing. Everything but the the uh, I'm trying to think of the but best the word. word. Yeah, the C, the C word. word. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. Don't, we don't say the C word we, here. We don't do that here. We <laughs> um, need an Australian accent to say the C word. Yeah. No, not that C word. That one's a great C word. I love that word. Mm, it's a uh, C word on the planet. It's um, it's Extremely the one derogatory, that's but it's amazing. That's a C and then an O, right? Yes. Uh, and then a U. C O U N T R Y. Yikes careful there i i don't like that music i i don't listen to that but i mean i'm trying to think if i find anything find a few songs recently that are kind of cool that i've been playing death um, stranding soundtrack always that's always, always on the list always a banger always a banger once there was always an explosion oh which i got i still gotta do a poster death i got a few death stranding poster ideas lined up and i Ooh, want I one like that, that just says once there was an explosion and just I like keep that. it real minimal the yeah, Cyberpunk 2077 soundtrack kicks ass. Does I it? Whoops. Whoops. Sean just... Oh, no. Sean left the Discord. Oh, just oh, and we're, and we're still music. recording in Zencaster. That's yeah, probably the yeah, coolest yeah, thing yeah, I've yeah. ever seen. Um, I gotta check that's it out. Terrifying. I've heard some of the music. I got some of the stuff from, um, you know, the, in, the in-game band that's supposed to be Johnny Silverhand's band, um, yep, Samurai. Samurai. I got a few of those songs that I think they're absolutely rad. Mm-hmm. Um... And then some of the yeah, other stuff, I don't know if I've listened to some of the other stuff or not. A lot of it's really amazing. One. It's like a, it's a fantastic soundtrack. Yeah. There's the one ASAP Rocky song that is super sick. Oh, yeah. I can't remember the name. Yeah. By the way, it's yeah. sick. I don't, Sometimes I listen to like the Doom and Doom Eternal soundtracks. You know, you, you know the memes? Insane. Oh, yeah. When the, when the Doom soundtrack kicks in. Yeah. <laughs> i don't i don't play video games uh, i don't know it's like heavy metal <laughs> it's is that it? soundtrack like it's, it's rad i would love to play doom because it's literally like you're a super soldier killing demons and monsters Whoa. and you're, while jamming out to fucking in the most violent ways while jamming out to heavy metal it's oh, that's just me on the daily basis man they need to do that in vr to like and <gasps> use that as therapy yeah. for people to get angry out <laughs> I think it'd be, sick. it'd be really bad if you're a schizophrenic. Well, yeah, it'd be terrifying VR. Can you, do I, schizo- can you do VR if you're a schizophrenic? I don't know. I mean, probably physically, not. you probably could do it, but mentally, I mean, physically, I don't know. yes, but mentally, no. I don't. I honestly don't know. Maybe there's studies on that. I've never heard. There's a thesis project. Yeah. There's studies on everything. VR for VR lets for them live out their other person. <laughs> Possibly. I mean, I don't know. I was really, I'm sorry. That was really offensive. <laughs> that was very insensitive. To that was, no, I was trying to think of like how to, you know, I'm understanding the first step of design process here. I'm trying to understand so I can start this project. Empathy. So, what's it like for you? For me? No, for him. No, for him. <laughs> which, one, which one of us is being, is being interviewed here? Like, yes. Shut up. No, what? Stop. It's like, which personality is going to come to fruition? Oh. How about you, Dylan? Music, podcast, 
music well podcast always on the daily talk show to be honest i can't lie around that um i don't listen to our episodes because i already have a big enough ego about myself that if i were to listen to myself for eight hours a day i like how a lot of people are like i don't want to listen back to my episode because i don't like my voice and for you and me now it's at the point where it's like we don't want to listen to it because yeah the ego is big enough already we don't need to listen to ourselves spew out well, I'm just um, scared that I, I say something fucking stupid. That's what I'm scared about. And then I'll, like, I'll hear it back and just be like, oh, no. Dude, oh. I did a 15-minute rant today about death, and that's never happened before. <laughs> that wasn't... Yeah, man, that's Stella. I don't know what was in that Stella, yeah, man, but it hit. It's ayahuasca. It's all ayahuasca. Hit different. Um, I listen to the Future podcast occasionally, which is pretty oh, interesting. True. There's also Crown Unfiltered, which is a car design podcast. Formcast has a good podcast. Yeah, gotta get back. Um, if I ever go out on a run, I either listen to the U Project with Craig Harper or the Rich Roll podcast if I'm feeling real athletic. Um, what else? Listen to the Over and Out Show, which is a Brit from Chiswick and an Irish guy, which is pretty interesting, pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm um what else do i listen to obviously toolbox for your soul maho martinez plug plug uh what you're else welcome do I listen to? yeah you're welcome maho, and i'll invoice you later um <laughs> that's kind of it i mean i'm honestly i listen to a, a lot, lot podcast. more podcasts than i do music right interesting because i'm just i feel like i just gotta absorb all this stuff like sean said just be a sponge just absorb Mm -hmm. everything um and i kind of like the idea of just listening to people who's especially on podcasts who have or come from like alternative backgrounds or views who are much different than mine like sometimes just real spiritual people or like people who believe in in this or that or something that i personally don't believe in i'm like you know what Maybe if I listen to it, maybe I'll understand their viewpoint better. Because I know I can be a relatively judgmental person. I'm re- extremely stubborn in my ways of thinking. So I figured if I can at least open myself up to the possibility to understand someone's viewpoint differently, that cannot be a bad thing. No, that's good. Uh, but then music-wise, I mean... Um, ZHU all the time, obviously. Um big into zeppelin to be honest jam out to zeppelin every now and then a lot of 80s stuff 70s 80s 90s stuff to be honest that's uh it's pretty pretty frequently yeah that's about it that's all i would say really trying to think now like i don't think much has changed in my apple music library since since maybe october damn yeah it's been not that i haven't listened to a lot but it's just arctic monkeys big fan big fan other than that though i mean i'd almost listen to a podcast all the time if i'm listening to something it's probably a podcast to be quite honest just enamored with it just love it it's like my crack damn (laughs) yeah yeah. i mean if it's talking about aliens and yes i'm in yes yes i'd love to like I was about to say H.R. Geiger, but he's since passed. Is there anybody else that has designed 
or worked on aliens and like designing aliens or creature design talking to someone who does creature design would be cool um yeah i'm trying to think yeah i don't even know man i would love to like just cold email a bunch of like yeah like you imagine imagine creature designer or environment designer or something for annihilation yes or um all day i don't know i'd love to like talk to the lead like concept designer who works with i've got to piss so bad Neil I, can't, I can't hold it out i want to hold it out for like at least 10 more minutes but i, I gotta go i gotta go i'll okay. be right back no i'd love to have like the lead designer for like neil blomkamp stuff like district yeah. nine and yes um elysium and uh chappy because i would imagine because he has his own team i would imagine it's the same <clears throat> dude mm-hmm. it's all the same style that would be really cool um just to see like concept design stuff fuck i love that that'd be really cool oh my god i'm just gonna have a cold call or cold cold email a bunch of people and be like hey hey (laughs) come on please i don't know i think this has to be uh it's definitely the longest episode, isn't it? Oh my god. I don't know. You know what though? You know you should email. Guillermo del Guillermo del Toro. Oh. Dude. I'd love to just like how say old? to him how much I loved him in Death Stranding. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my god. I mean, I don't speak Japanese. But having like Hideo Kojima. Mm. Oh my god. Actually, I wonder if like the lead designer is... I mean, I'm sure he's Japanese. I wonder if he speaks English. Lead designer of Death Stranding. That would be... Oh my god. I would definitely fangirl over that. <laughs> like, how the hell did you design the, the umbrella? The fragile umbrella? Because it's the most rad thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I've been super into a lot of like concept designing stuff. It's yeah, super, I was... It's really, really interesting to me yeah i got really into it like right after um the semester ended and i kind of died out, died out for a bit because that's why i went and made that giant like image library on um like in all my folders like i went through and i got a bunch of like inspiration and like concept Ooh. art concept design stuff and then had like libraries worth of references and like photo bash references and um, landscapes and environments and weapons and like details and all that stuff I'd love to get more into that as well. Actually, that yeah. would be the concepts, the concept art, concept design stuff blows my mind. Yeah, when I, I see it. I've never been really into like, I don't know. I did like an art course in high school where I did like some painting and stuff. Yeah, but I never really embraced much of like an art background. Mm-hmm. I just didn't really have any. But I've wanted to try and do more concept design stylized sketches or even just like painting in environments and stuff like that and just mm. kind of experiment with that a little more yeah oh, man i'd love to do that as well i whenever i see like um have you seen like the last of us part two concept art and yes yeah 
like the death stranding stuff is real insane and um like i remember like did you watch like the mandalorian no i actually haven't yet at the end of every episode of mandalorian they have when the credits are playing all the concept art for that episode (laughs) that's sick just playing and it's so cool we were talking about concept art and concept design by the way Ooh, i like concept art is there any Here's a question for you, Sean, not to completely sway the topic, but it's just an interesting thing that I've thought about and Zach and I have chatted about a bit. Is there any physical item, not necessarily a product, doesn't even have to be a product. It's just literally a a thing that you have made or want to make. Like take, take, take this little patch as an example. Mm. This is something that someone made. Is there anything like that that exists in your mind that you want to put out into the world right now i've strangely maybe not so strangely but been super infatuated recently with computer mice Hmm. and i love the ergonomics of it and how like form and function like how much those really coincide in this instance Hmm. but i feel like there still can be like improvements there there can always be improvements to the way buttons are placed to the way certain things function to what features you can have and i would i would love for someday for someone to be using like a mouse that i designed or something like that that's pretty cool interesting how interesting how it's a computer mouse you know it's something to use a lot yeah this is very true use it frequently i guess like i've I've used shitty ones like at the school and those are like oh garbage yeah ass complete ass and so i know (laughs) that there are bad iterations of this thing this thing that a lot of people use on a day-to-day basis and i just i Mm -hmm. still think we haven't really peaked at what a computer mouse is capable of per se where do you see a computer mouse going because it's, it's a nice, simple, and easily understandable product as well that mm. nearly every single human being on the planet can relate to. The tactility, the feel of it, is like is something super important that I think is kind of missing from a lot of mice. Especially with like, I, I mean, I have like a really nice mechanical keyboard, for instance, mm. where it's very, uh-huh. very tactile. And every time I press a button, it feels good. And sometimes, like with a lot of mice that I buy, I don't really feel that as much. There are some things like the scroll wheel I find is really cumbersome on mouse. It's a really strange oddity for me, and I feel like there might be better ways, especially with like advancements in haptic sensors and stuff like that, that maybe we could have ways to make scrolling with a mouse more accurate, especially... You know, not even just for people who are into like gaming, but people who do photo editing, being able to more accurately zoom in without having to, you know, zoom in 50 ticks with your mouse. Mm, it's something true. that there's options. There's a lot of options. I think. You know what I would like to see mm. is some sort of raised pad on the right and left click. What for? Where your fingers go on. Oh. oh. That keeps it almost in place, but is comfortable and allows you to click it with more of a purposeful mm. click. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're a saying. A little more of an oomph. Interesting. 
Yeah, that's one thing Just I've a... noticed about mm. the, the the mouse I have. I like the way it looks. I want a new one though. I like like it looks nice. It's very simple, very clean, whatever. Very minimalism. But and actually, the scroll very wheel is probably minimalism. the best one I've. I've I've had so far I've used. It's just a small metal one. It's literally just all metal. Ooh. Um and it's got a real fine kind of groove texture cut into it. Um kind of adds like the whole thing is a bit warm and then that's kind of got a cooler temperature because it's metal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the Microsoft Surface Mouse, correct? Yeah. And it's got a little more of a click to the scroll. So like you kind of feel a little more purposeful with it, which I like. Okay. But the clicks to me aren't I feel like I'm only like clicking a very small amount and sometimes i feel like the click kind of doesn't work it's not as precise or as strong like that tactile feel like john was saying with a mechanical keyboard Mm. i want something more like that and there's something that i think would be cool to have like kind of a raised pad where your finger sits where you can more controllably click Yeah. yeah for me it wouldn't even be the comfort thing it'd be more of just like feeling like you're clicking something a little more substantial and you have more of that control. Like there's an interesting thing in um I'm sure Sean knows this, Dylan will know it, but for for controllers. Don't assume. Like, well, it's for gaming. Oh, oh yeah, for, true. No, out of my PlayStation out of my and Xbox controllers. Oh it yeah. was big for first person gaming. You can buy these like um are they control freaks, Sean? Is that what yeah. it's called, right? Yeah. Those, and they're um, like yeah, those stupid fucking joystick mod things. Yeah. And you know the joystick, Dylan, right? On 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 the controller, yeah, it, it's like I an adapter know. piece, and it clips onto that, and it basically it's the same thing, but it makes it taller. Oh, and the i I think the idea is like it helps with being more precise. Mm. Interesting. Something with the ergonomics, and maybe like if it's higher, like you can be more precise with it. Whatever. It's kind of like that idea, where it's a little more substantial. And like, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe. See that right there, that idea right there is a good personal project to include in a portfolio, I think. Yeah, too bad I don't have Sean's gnarly CAD skills. Or Sean's gnarly key shot skills. Or his key shot. You both, you both do though. <laughs> I don't know about the CAD. The CAD. We, uh, we have, we have Sean. I'd have to open up the the, the CAD file from. 30 or whatever when we did the mouse <laughs> i mean like, I've, I've been sketching what? a lot of mice recently it's something i've been seriously considering going into i think that's a really good point that it's something that could be a little like yeah sort of smaller scale in comparison to some of my other studio projects that I, i'd like to mm. include it's a bit i don't even know what the word is but it's more focused in a way. Yeah. Like with these thesis things and these large studio concepts, it's great, but they're these big things. I mean, it's a you physically know, a small is a product. Big mm. thing. It's like, yeah, it's also to, a mouse is a physically small Compared item. to a vehicle or something where there's so many things you got to think about and design for. And a mouse is like, it's got one purpose, yeah. essentially. It's very focused. The point to click on the screen. But within that, there's so much ergonomic, mm-hmm. you know, thought and functionality and comfort and ergonomic and also style that yeah. can go into it. Because I've mm-hmm. seen some that are like the one I have is super curvy. Then I've seen ones that are even I would say yours, Dylan, is even more curvy. It's very form fitting. Yeah. And then Master 2S. I see some of the gaming ones, some of the Razor and some of the other ones that look like a fighter, like a stealth jet. 
where it's very angular and like it's almost like surfaces but like in between the gaps you can see right through kind of thing like it's very raised and like it looks like a like a race car kind of thing right yeah so there's there's so much potential for it still yeah dude you gotta design more nice it's pretty cool sean uh where where can people connect with you online if they want to see more of what sean platic is up to and kind of get to get to know get to know you a bit better personally for me i'm I'm very active on instagram that's my Mm. my main motif right now my main sort of area and i mean Mm. post a lot of work there you feel free to dm or anything like that And we'll link your handle below as Sweet. always yeah people should check out your instagram because it's yeah. full of gnarly renders cad sketches appreciate the boys it's stunning it's per- personally it is stunning just like it's always know. inspiring for me because i see sean grinding every day with sketches or renders or something and i'm like man i should do some sketching or something zach wakes up at 11 30 in the after in, in the morning and says i, w- I should do something today that's what happened today, and That's then I made a, a mood, stick though. poster. <laughs> like... You did. You made some gnarly stuff. Gnarly work, which I was going to post tonight, but I'm too fucking tired, so I'm probably going to do it over the yeah, weekend no, or Monday. Yeah. Probably tomorrow, because I, I can't wait. Yeah. So Should have a, I'll probably be on here tomorrow just doing a whole bunch of work, just doing stuff, you know? Yeah. Just I got to be stuff. editing a video for Catherine, so. This is true. You do, yeah. Look at you go. It's only one editing video this videos. time, which is like, thank God. Very good. It was very good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of yet another episode of the Process Podcast. Wild episode. Lengthy one, wild one, weird one. This thing went all over the place, but (laughs) I kind of like it. Love it. It's the best part. Um, If you have any questions, send us an email to hide out the process podcast at gmail.com. Zach Watson, what is our Instagram? The process underscore underscore podcast. Check us out. Give us a follow. Yes. Sean Platt, can I get a ho yeah? Hoya. Science. <laughs> there you go. There it is. And ladies and gentlemen, we will see you all at some point in the not too distant future. Enjoy your weekend. Have a good one. And we'll see you Monday. Peace. Hell yeah, boys. The process. Assembly required.